Oh, don't I sound like a pro? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> How's it then? How the devil is everybody this evening? Uh, I'm very good. I've even, because it's Halloween special, I've made an effort and brought my costume, which I'm going to slip into later. My Ghostbusters suit. Sorry hey. to disappoint you, it's not sexy, slutty, zombie nurse. Uh, Sorry, just mm. plain old Ghostbuster. Not even slutty <laughs> Ghostbuster. <laughs> they, those costumes do I know they exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to subject you to that. Uh, oh well. I'm going to subject you to something worse with the story I'm going to read you. <laughs> Is this one you've written or found? It's something I found. Um, Is it some horrible sexual fan fiction? You're fucking so close that you're almost ruining the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it there. <laughs> uh, I think you boys are going to like my quiz. <laughs> what was it? Spectra Spectrophilia Spooktacular. <laughs> That's so fitting. <laughs> you know the rules about using the word spooktacular on the Halloween episode. <laughs> I had to get a pull in there, mate. Oh, the kids have been doing my heads in it. It's all Halloween at the moment. Fantastic. Yeah. Everything's fantastic at the moment. Fantastical. So sorry if I end up saying that. You know, that I was thinking about trick-or-treating today. Did you ever go trick-or-treating as a kid? Because I used to get told yeah. it was begging. Yes, that's exactly what my mum used to say. And Halloween was literally a pair of 99p glow-in-the-dark Dracula fangs and the news agents. Yeah, or like a sort of plastic mask that you could literally do a piece of plastic. Yeah. Stuck Frankenstein, yeah. Dracula, maybe a mummy. Yeah. Yeah, my mum said exactly the same thing as begging. Why were you doing that? I don't think I was that fussed anyway. No, it wasn't was. a big thing. Um, no, but now, yeah, it's huge. It's it's an industry. It is, um, sadly, yeah. Fucking... Yeah, so to see it grow into this thing now where you've got, like, these gangs of children roaming around the streets all dressed up. Mm, and costumes are expensive. Fucking hell, I... I wanted a Batman. No, I told you he was going to. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, this is an obligatory Halloween cat jump out of something. <laughs> cat literally just jumped out of the curtains and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Dodgy B-movie horror. But two minutes Sorry. ago you said that exact thing would happen. <laughs> and it did. That shows you my short-term memory. <laughs> that cat's going to scare me in a minute. Literally two minutes later. Ah, the cat scared me. <laughs> wow. We are simple. I'm yeah. simple. Sorry. I'm not arguing. <laughs> I just threw you in, <laughs> threw you in with me. Right, um, just shall I introduce the show? Yes, let's start. So uh, welcome to Cutting Through the Bowl in the Post Through the Apocalypse. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And Chester is making an appearance to start the show. The show cat. Hey, dude. For those of you who don't like animals, couldn't give a fuck he lives here. Yeah, that's not all we can do about it. <laughs> yeah. um, today, it's the uh, the Halloween special. Woo! And we'll go through some shit about ghosts and 
I say shit, but none of us actually believe in ghosts. We're just doing yeah. this because it's the time of the year. Well, you know, I don't think any of us actually like Halloween, do we? No, I like <laughs> Halloween. I don't think it's Halloween. Uh, I'm, I'm not that fussed because I don't like horror movies. I'm not, I'm not um, a big fan. I was just about to say I'm not the biggest fan of dressing up, although I am dressed up right now. <laughs> it doesn't really... I, I like dressing up. What I don't like about fancy dress parties is the um, sort of fascist nature of the, like, you know, I'm having a party and if you want to come, you will dress up. Yeah. And if you go there not dressed up, then you're a fucking martyr for the entire party. You're everybody's the just, Yeah, everybody's like, oh, where's your fucking costume? Couldn't be bothered. And you're like, I'm sorry that I'm not going to let you dictate to me. And why is wearing a silly outfit going to make it more fun? Yeah. It's going to make it less fun. Anyway. That's a rant for a different... I just got a black suit and be the Undertaker. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which, you know, as I am, saying a fucking legend. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the man, the myth, the ego. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember um, the narcissist, Lex Luger? Yeah, I do, yeah. 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 A hero of mine. <laughs> <laughs> that steel forearm plate. Oh, yeah, man. And who can forget when he hip-tossed Joko Zuna? I mean, oh, body slam Joko yeah. Zuna. On the, on the deck of a yeah. fucking USS Independence, <laughs> I think oh, it was an aircraft man. carrier. America, fuck yeah. And it was like all the American superstars lining up to try and slam Yoko Zuna, oh, and then Lex Luger turned up, and everyone thought he was a bad guy. Yeah. I think he touched down by helicopter, can't remember. The Lex, no, it was a bus, the Lex Express. Oh, he might have landed on a helicopter on the ship. Yeah, he'd have to land on the, on yeah, the ship yeah, on a yeah. helicopter. you got to drive a bus onto the aircraft carrier. It seems redundant having an aircraft carrier. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was getting confused because there was the tour, the Lex Express tour where, you know, they was basically, they were trying to, he was supposed to be Hulk Hogan's replacement, you know, the all-American hero. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was just like, eh. That's always always seems to be the way when you try and force something down everybody's throat. But that's enough wrestling talk. Shall we introduce the format of our crazy little show here? Yeah, we can do that, I suppose. Why not? Right, so first of all, we're going to have a look at some weird news. some random shit that we found on the net this week. Take 20 minutes, half an hour. And then we'll we'll start, we'll start tell you some, some ghostly tales of ha- for, for all Hallow's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Hallow's Eve. Is that the official old... Yeah, or Hallow's name? Eve, yeah. Oh, wow. Not the oldest name for it. It's probably got a lot of names. Yeah. I think it's um. I think the, the pagans call it Samhain or something like that. Samhain. Yeah, but it's more. It's more intriguing. It's more interesting with pagan. It's like the dead of the dead come back to look over the living on this mm. one night. The veil between worlds is at its thinnest. And okay. So it's a bit more fun. I'm with it. So yeah, let's do some. Uh... In a weird Santa Clausy type way, you're supposed to leave gifts of food out for them. Oh. Well, I didn't. No, no, this is worse than Halloween, yeah, so it's all right. Oh, very, oh, yeah, of course. But this will come out around Halloween. Wouldn't yes, it, it will. Again, that podcasting, time Mag- travelling. Magic of editing. Yeah. So, what's in the um, in the weird news this week, boys? Ah, scientists processed 109 hours of oral sex to develop an AI that sucks dick. Oh. <sighs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, what should we do this week, boys? Should we cure cancer? Nah, let's watch 109 hours of oral sex and then we'll fucking program an AI to suck a dick. Sounds like an excuse to me to watch thousands of hours of pornography. 109 hours of pornography, yeah. Uh, the worst of it is they've called it the auto blow. <laughs> Uh, the Autoblow AI, a sex toy made for penis-possessing individuals. I suppose you can't say men anymore, can you? <laughs> is that what it is? Well, I suppose so, yeah. 
<laughs> Gonna be gender neutral, isn't it? I did hear that they're lobbying to change the name of Manchester to Person Chester. I think that was the. Uh, it is a the, meme. The it's poke. a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Very good, still, nonetheless. I do like this. <laughs> Person um, Chester United. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Person United. Come on, Person United. Doesn't be like in 50 years. It fucking will. The world's got fucked. No, man. we'll all be goose stepping and doing throwing salutes at <laughs> torchlight parades. You know, praying to gold statues of Trump. <laughs> You've, oh, yeah. no. You've seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm -hmm. The scene where his son sees him pissing as a man when he's dressed as the woman. Yeah. And he runs back into his sister and he goes, he's a, she's a, he's a, she, she, she's a, he's a, she, she's a, he. That's how I feel when I drive past a college in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, she, 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 he's a, they're all just molding into one. Oh God, I'm old. Yeah, back, back to the <laughs> cock-sucking robot. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's made for penis-possessing individuals. It consists of a rubbery sleeve and a motor housed inside a canister that aims to simulate oral sex. It launched its Indiegogo campaign last week and quickly hit its goal of $50,000. $50,000? <laughs> yeah, because you always get, with Kickstarters and that, you get rewards. So I imagine that one of the rewards is you. If, if you donate up to five grand, you could be one of the first 200 people to test the machine. Why would I want to be a tester? I want to, if I was, if I was going to use it, and there's a big fucking if, yeah. right? Oh, come on, in 10 years' time, we'll all be using it. Well, maybe so, but even now, <laughs> if... Right, I don't want to be one of the first people that tests it. What if it rips my dick off? Well... It's, a t it's, you know, it's experimental. You know, somebody's got to step up and be brave. Well, I'm not in this scenario. It. It's not one, not yeah. one small pump for man in this fucking experience. There's no, there's no jet planes, there's no shuttle without those brave test pilots, many of whom died... In a blaze of glory. I'll you go out in a blaze of, of glory. I'm not having my dick ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not living without a penis. <laughs> so what I don't get is the AI bit of it. I guess if we read the article, we'll find out. But I'm guessing it's watched so much porn that it can, you know, perform what it sees to be a, a decent standard blow. Yeah, the, the Auto Blow 2, which is the new model, <laughs> is a machine learning algorithm that continually changes technique in order to pleasure the user in new and exciting ways. Mm. Instead of repetitive mechanical motions, this AI mode promises to replicate the nuanced and unpredictable motions of a real human blowjob. In order to do this, the company asked a team of six people to watch and annotate 109 hours of porn and hired machine learning engineers to create a model to take all that data and translate it into what the toy does. The entire process took three years. Three years, we could have gone to Mars, we could have cured cancer. Do you Instead, know, we've got I a bunch of people. I don't want a real human blood. I don't want it to tire out after five minutes or to finish myself <laughs> off. <laughs> how much money did it say they'd raised? 50 grand. 50 grand. Do you know how many hookers you could, how many hours with a hooker for 50 grand? Yeah. You don't need a fucking machine sucker. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, the result of this research is uh, the blowjob paper. A study that's full of sexy, or at least sexually themed, algorithmic research. In this work, we seek to quant quantify the common or typical movements involved in oral sex performed on males, the paper begins. To do so, we analyse a data set containing over 108 hours of pornographic video, annotated at each frame, oh, but that sucked the joy out of watching it, with the position of the lips along the shaft of the penis. 
We use quantization techniques to discover 16 distinct motions, and using these motions, we design and evaluate a system that procedurally generates realistic movement sequences using deep learning. You we know, quantitatively show this system is superior to simple Markov chain techniques, whatever the fuck one of them is. <laughs> Either way, I'm getting sucked off by a rubber tube yeah, and I, not a pair of plump, think, warm female lips. I think I found a flaw in their approach here as well. They've watched 109 hours or 108 hours of pornography, which is a performance. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't it have been better to pay real couples? Right, let's see how you... Real couples do oral sex mm. because that's not a performance. It's not designed to be showy. You know, they're not showing off for the camera. They're just getting the fucking job done. I feel it would have been. But does the fact that it's been recorded make it a performance? Well, they're gonna go. Night, they're gonna go frame by frame, aren't they? Have to do it secretly. They have to sneak uh, in people's wardrobes. And... I just think this. So this thing is <laughs> gonna give you a porn star blowjob, which although they look good on camera, they might not actually get you to orgasm as efficiently, let's say, than, you know, someone called Debbie who works in a chip shop who's just trying to make you come as quickly as possible so she can go back to texting on her phone. Or flipping chips. That was chips. my point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but it wants to get the best oral sex, not like... Yeah, but my point body. is... You don't, know Debbie, you don't know Debbie's techniques like. He just yeah. said it was shit. No, 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 no. no. she's shit. doing it as efficiently uh, as possible. I see. But the porn star one is it's all show and flash for the camera. Yeah, it's it might not actually get you uh, to, you know, where you need to be. And it's all got very technical very quickly, and I'm sorry, <laughs> I feel uncomfortable. No, I get on? what you mean. Oh, there's diagrams of the tube. <laughs> this is turning me on. Quick, move on. <laughs> I, d I don't like it. I don't think we should be turning over stuff like that to robots. No. I mean, you know how I feel about AI. I've got some AI baiting for you later oh, on. Fantastic, thank you. Uh, I don't think we need to be turning over sex. You know, I mean, if I was a single man, I might be interested in one of those robot brothels just for the story. And if they could <laughs> guarantee me the robot is thoroughly cleaned. Uh -huh. Like, Thoroughly. If I could watch it be cleaned. That would, yeah, I'd want to watch that robot be yeah. cleaned. No, I'm not going to lie. Leave me alone with it for an hour. I'll fuck it. Just to tell you what it was like. You know. But I'm not, so that's never going to happen. So let's move on before I get myself in any yeah. further trouble. I wonder if in the future we'll all date sort of robots. Probably. So well, like, we'd be part robot ourselves. That's a good point, yeah. Well, you'll probably... You'll have like an AI program that acts like a girlfriend that you chat to online and say, like, Evening Mike, how was your day at Champo? Jedi Temple? No, no, she won't be walking around. It'll be like an AI that follows you around the house, but there'll be like a, a fanny portal. <laughs> like well, ne you, next you know, to the toaster or something. Do you know what I mean? It'll be somewhere a in the house. Groinal attachment. Where it's like, Mike, around this time of day, you usually like to orgasm. <laughs> would you like me to open the vagina receptacle? Yes, yes I would. And then you just fuck a hole in the wall a bit. You know. What about like the No, but I thought it'd be it? like, uh, I can't remember which film it is, but you sort of sat down and it's sort of like a image projected hologram mm. over you. What about the Lone Mower Man? No, what about Futurama where you just upload a celebrity's personality onto a blank robot? Well, there we go. Yeah. And then find out that that celebrity's annoying as fuck. Yeah, maybe. If you've yeah. got AI robots that look mm. extremely human. Well, those realistic sex dolls that are out there. Yeah. If that had AI and the ability to yeah, walk around. Yeah, and had a uh, personality and everything. Mm. I would still prefer a human. I'm yeah. not going to lie. So would I. Have you ever watched the film Her? 
No, I haven't. You're not going to convince me that a robot woman's better than a real one. Watch her and then come back to me and tell me. It's in Ben Hur. That's that's (laughs) enough. I think there's no chariot racing in your version. No. No. It's called Ben Hur. (laughs) Joaquin Phoenix. Good Mm -hmm. film. Alright, okay. Well. Next article. Yeah. <laughs> 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 AI robot, sorry. <laughs> okay, this, have you just, you, I have gone fucking weird this week. Oh, Dads may soon to be able to breastfeed their newborn babies with the first ever chest feeding kit. Now I'm not interested. Cats and dogs living, living together. together. <laughs> End of the world. Fucking pandemonium. What oh, is the world coming Yeah, to. wait till you read it. When it comes to having babies, it's the woman who has to do all the hard work. Well, I'm not going to disagree. She's got to grow a human inside of her nine months, push it in the of her body, and then make milk to nourish the little one. All while her partner watches. But soon there may be a new way for the man to get more involved in the process, and it's all down to a kit created by a university student from London. Marie Claire Springham, a product design student at Saint Central St. Martin's, is in the process of making a chest feeding kit. The idea is behind the product is for dads to be able to help moms who are struggling to breastfeed their newborns. Still in the conception stage, <laughs> the kit is yet to be tested, but contains a cocktail of hormones the man would take while his partner is pregnant in order to grow milk ducks. So I'm fucking with my body. I'm putting grow stuff. Grow milk ducks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, seriously. Fuck no. The main hormone is uh, progestine, a form of the female sex hormone progesterone which helps to st- stimulate production of milk-producing glands. I'm not done with this at all. <laughs> and that's not the male chauvinist pig in me. That's just that I don't want to breastfeed a child. <laughs> that's not how nature meant for me to be- behave as a father. Everything about this <laughs> is deeply disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not about gender politics. It's no. about the phrase to grow... <laughs> I'm, make, I'm, I'm changing tubes. my body. Milk ducts. Yeah. Is it irreparable? Am I always going to have them milk duds then? Well, really, Am I going to lactate the rest of my fucking life? Uh, you're gonna, uh, there's going to be a new uh, category on you porn anyway. Fuck you too, right? Lactating fat the, man well, porn. Which, which is, the man will grow moobs or man boobs up to a B cup. Well, until you're going to be double D, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... I've already got a I've got a dad bod, I've got man boobs. I mean, I'm going to... You know, it's, uh, I'm not even a dad, I've still got one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's like, I don't want man boobs. Imagine going to work, you know, you're leaking. <laughs> you know, Gaz gets out of his van to deliver some quality hardware and he's got a big wet patch on his t-shirt where his moobs have leaked. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just lactating for my infant son. <laughs> overactive milk ducks, you don't oh, know. Oh, God. Yeah. Marie Claire hopes her idea will help stop fathers from feeling left out when raising their baby. I don't. I wouldn't feel left out. No, I, I don't think this is the answer. Teach them how to change nappies, maybe. Yeah. Or use a bottle a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Just a picture. Of Just stop <laughs> fucking with our genetics, you silly cow, <laughs> fucking student scum. Alright, next one. What about that picture of a man with boot with moves on? Just, know what look like. I just, just in case we couldn't picture it. I didn't realise it stole my picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I can't help but notice a running theme of your weird news this week, Mike. This week, a lot of sex. <laughs> sex crazed fish becoming super horny because of huge levels of antidepressants in the water supply. <laughs> A 
don't know what that says about our modern society, rather than... Yeah. That's so tragic. It's crazy, isn't yeah. it? You know, when I was reading on the Lonely... <coughs> before I went to Milan for the first time, I was reading, like, the Lonely Planet Guide or something like that, and it said that in Milan they found trace elements of cocaine in the sewage system just because there's that many people taking cocaine. It's the financial capital, it's the fashion capital, there's a lot of coke. But over here, yeah. in, the, in the water, it's antidepressants. <laughs> We're all pissing out. Wow. Sorry, please, please read it to me. I'm, I'm very intrigued. Scientists noted fish that were more exposed to Prozac, which our treatment centres can't remove from the water supply, tried to mate more often. Well, Fish are becoming increasingly horny because of the uh, massive quantities of unnatural chemicals in the water. It's because they're not depressed anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Animals that were given the drug in a tank spent more time chasing females than those that weren't. We could just argue that those maybe were the horniest fish by coincidence. Yeah, I guess, but I suppose it's pretty depressing being a fish. And then a bit of Prozac gets in your gills and all of a sudden you're like, woo! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you might counter the the problem with the fishing stocks. There you go, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You should just dump liquid Prozac into the water. Yeah, that's That's not a bad plan. There you go. Uh, scientist Michael Bertram dosed, dosed male mosquito fish in an aquarium with high and low quantities of uh, fluorexetine, the active ingredient in Prozac. Flux, yeah. The fish given higher doses showed more frequent cock... They wanted to fuck more. <laughs> <laughs> and he then wrote in Science Trends, in one-on-one mating rituals, mating trials, males in the high fluoxetine treatment perform more frequently copulatory behaviour towards females than did males in the unexposed treatment. Wow. I just find it disturbing that mm. there's that much people, that many people on Prozac, the fish are getting horny. That, it's a Mad, sad, it? It, like we said, it's a, a sad indictment on the state of our society. There's mm-hmm. literally that many people taking it that it's in our water supply. It's passing through our system and getting into the, yeah. into the water supply. That's a medicated world, isn't it? Of course. But do they all need it or do they all... Well, it's not a good society when majority of people are antidepressants. No, and not. the biggest um, killer of of men, sort of middle-aged men our age, is suicide. Are we middle-aged now? I suppose we are. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I'm going to live longer than 70. I think 30 to 45 is, Am I is the highest suicide. Yeah. Yeah. 78. Yeah, you're 35 now. 74 for men, actually. Yeah. It's Halfway. Yeah. I still think of myself as I know. Yeah, me too. I'm in my 20s mentally. Halfway. Whoa, we're halfway there. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I did more with my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mind you, you've had some fun. Yeah, but <laughs> it was also a very sobering moment for me then, like halfway. So it just gets worse from here, all the aches mm. and pains. Yeah. And the... You sleep on a Masonic tax farm, as we said before. Fucking hell, soon I'll be waving my walking stick at transgender autistic people. Voting Tory. Fucking... <laughs> It'll happen to us all. <coughs> wow. Well, uh, yeah, you know, better enjoy it while it lasts then. Might as well start drinking that water gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That's weird news. Let's get to the main cut and thrust of today's topic um, after a piss break, if that's all right. Sounds good to me. And we're back, and Gaz has his... Um, you didn't write this, did you? You found it on the net. Uh, yes, 
I'd better explain first how I wanted to find a story, you know, some sort of ghost story, you know, something freaky, weird to read for our Halloween special. And that led me down a path. I was trying to find there must be such a thing as satanic erotica or, you know, and yes, there is lots of it. And it also led me down a path. Are you aware of fan fiction? I am. Are you aware of slash fiction? Which is no. Fan fiction with an erotic twist. Mm. Right. So yeah, I'm going to read to you some uh, erotic Ghostbusters fan fiction. Okay. And I'm going to... Is this going to ruin my childhood? Oh, yes. Uh, and it's going to be fun. It's a treat for Halloween. Great. I even wore the uniform. Yeah, I can see, yeah. Just for you. <laughs> Although technically that's the uh, the new Ghostbusters uniform. Yeah, yeah alright, technically I'm dressed as a woman. That we don't speak I'm, of. I'm wearing a woman's Ghostbusters. We, we don't speak of that Ghostbusters. It's unisex. We don't speak of that Ghostbusters, you know yeah. the rules. Okay, well, this story is called Stay Puffed. Oh God. <laughs> ah, here we go. Don't forget to turn out the lights, called Venkman as he slunk his way out of the fire station doors. He was calling to Ray, as Ray was the only member of the Ghostbusters staff left in the building. I won't, Ray called back. He let out a long, deflated sigh. Venkman was out on another date. Of course he was. He always was. Ray was morose and mournful, lamenting the fact that he was the only Ghostbuster home, and he was seemingly the only Ghostbuster who couldn't get his dick wet. Winston not only got his dick wet, but he also got paid for doing so. <laughs> Turns out there is no shortage of perverse rich men from Manhattan who will happily pay to watch Winston destroy their wives' vaginas with his magnificent policeman's nightstick of a cup. <laughs> night after night, Winston pumped away, usually with his Ghostbusters uniform still round his ankles, while some hedge fund manager luridly and limply jerked himself off in the corner. Even the science-obsessed Egon had a kinky sex life, the likes of which Raymond could only dream of. Ray knew this firsthand because one night he heard strange noises coming from the reception area of the station. He could hear the PKE meter making noises he hadn't ever heard it make before. It sounded extremely active and also strangely muffled. He went down to investigate and found receptionist Janine with her legs slung over Egon's shoulders and the PKE meter halfway inserted into her gaping vagina. We've got one! Oh. She screamed. Oh. How we doing, boys? Oh, We're nearly God. at the end of page one. <laughs> I feel like I've aged ten years in the last two minutes. Masturbation had lost its allure a long time ago for Ray. The only way he could gain some sexual gratification was to open up one of their ghost traps and dangle his ginger penis over the tractor beam. Well, he's got a ginger penis? <laughs> yeah, James, he's ginger, isn't he? Yeah, but his penis wouldn't yeah. be ginger. <laughs> it's the penis of a ginger man. <laughs> That's the only problem you've got with what I've read so far. Oh, no, far. <laughs> I've got massive problems with all, with all of it. Okay. The device was designed to capture spirits and demons from other dimensions. And if Ray got the angle of entry wrong, it would likely rip his cock off. <laughs> However, if Ray dangled his dung just right, the vibrational forces would <laughs> inflate his foreskin just slightly, and the result was a mind-blowing expulsion of Ray's spaff juice right into the trap. Best thing was, Ray didn't even have to clean up after himself. He just took the jizz-filled trap down to the containment unit and emptied it. Oh, Light man. is green, trap is clean. Yeah. Oh, so he's just <laughs> throwing his jizz into that. Yeah. 
ghost can take all the ghosts are in there. Uh-huh. And then, what, oh, don't go too close to that. Oh! <laughs> Ray got a kick out of thinking about all the nasty ghouls stuck inside the containment unit swimming around in Ray's semen. The unit was an unlicensed nuclear device which kept the city safe from all the captured ghosts. Ray knew that there were only so many sackloads of spunk soldiers that he could put in there. It might fill up, which would mean that Egon would have to go in there and to fix it. Ectoplasm indeed. Ray was desperate for some human sexual contact. The last thing to suck him off, apart from the trap, was a ghost. It was getting ridiculous. His thoughts of his sex life were interrupted by the ringing of the station phone. Ray answered and took the details. It was a haunted apartment on Staten Island, small apparition, Nothing he couldn't handle alone. Thank God I emptied the trap, he thought to himself. (laughs) Moments later, Ray and the Ghostbusters' domesticated ghoul, Slimer, were roaring at full speed in Ecto-1, down the highway and into the action. Why is Slimer going on a call? He's their little mate, he's their pet, isn't he? You'd leave him at home, wouldn't you? Take the phone calls and all that. (laughs) Well, you'll see. Um, They pulled up to a dirty and dilapidated apartment block and began the long trek to the top floor. Ray had told Slimer to wait in the car, but started to wish that he had just sent the green lunatic up instead. Ray knocked the door and tried hard to hold his repulsion when it finally opened. Standing in front of him was the most ghastly thing he had ever seen. It was a human woman, but she was easily around 800 pounds in weight. The folds of her blubbery arms and legs all cascaded into each other like sausages filled with slime. Her giant stomach swung down by her shins like a lardy pendulum on a human clock. She was also naked, as far as Ray could tell. He tried desperately not to stare at the rashy parts of her legs, red raw from rubbing together. The rash was all over her greasy gelatin frame of raw, blubbery human mass. The largest woman Ray had ever seen by a long shot. And this was America. Ray had seen plenty of big people. This was something else. The giant woman threw her cigarette over Ray's shoulder into the hallway. Ray turned and crushed it out with his boot. Safety first. I would have preferred Winston, but you'll do. Follow me, Tubby. Her giant gargling voice said as she turned and then her flab turned a full second after her, rubbing and opening up the sores and rashes adorning her body. Great. Ray right. followed through to the living area. I bet he followed through and all. <laughs> I would have an all. Where's the little critter, he asked. The giant woman raised one of her gargantuan wobbling arms with its layers and folds of swinging flesh and pointed to a bedroom. Ray nodded and went for the room. As he passed by the mountain of cascading, sweaty, sliming, stinking, unwashed woman, he felt a sharp pain in the back of his head and then he was unconscious. When he awoke, he was horrified to find himself naked and tied to a bed. The giant woman thundered into the room at a surprising rate of knots and punched Ray square in the face, splitting his lip and knocking him loopy. She was holding a gun. Excuse me a second. Well, this is (coughs) is taking a turn for the dark. I hope this is consensual. Well, hey, listen, you wanted a horror story, and I found you one. (laughs) The folds of her rolling chin drooped down like a hipster's beard made of jelly and covered in rash. It all began to sway as she spoke. I'm going to untie you, and you're going to do exactly as I say, or I'm going to blow your goddamn head off. And if this gun isn't enough to control you, I will use that. 
She motioned towards Ray's proton pack in the corner. She untied him and punched him again. And then, just as Ray was seeing stars, the monster woman wrapped her banana-like fingers around Ray's cock and jerked him just enough to get his attention. <laughs> Despite being terrified, Ray was still the most desperate he had ever been. And even this giant shovel of a hand, with its sandpaper-like sores and spots in its crevices, even that was enough to get him hard. Then, just as he began to accept the hand job, she stopped and pistol-whipped him to the floor. <laughs> You're going to do exactly as I say, she bellowed. Over there on the side is a large amount of white face paint. You're going to rub that face paint into every single square inch of my body. You're going to get your fingers into every crevice, every single part of me, until I am bright white from head to toe. Then I am going to put on that sailor's hat and you will call me Mrs. Stay Puffed. Oh, God. And then I am going to rape you half to death and dump you in the street, and you will never tell a soul. She grabbed his chin and turned his bleeding face toward hers. Or I could just blow your brains out now. What'll it be, Raymond? I'll do whatever you want, just don't kill me, spluttered Ray. She punched him, this time in the back of the head. What's my name, Ray? Mrs. Stapuffed, Mrs. Stapuffed. Good boy, she said. It took Ray nearly three hours to rub the paint over her masses and folds of flesh, it was mentally excruciating. She would tease his cock from time to time to distract him and then slap him. And when his hands moved over, the breakouts of rashes spread over her rolling, interweaving mounds of lard and skin. He felt like puking. Finally, she was painted all over. It had taken Ray a full 45 minutes just to do her arse crack. It was bigger than the first car Ray had ever owned. He was tired and distraught and his cock was confused from all the teasing it had endured. Now, Ray, you're going to be a good boy, and you're going to let me tie you up again for a little while. Don't worry, we're nearly there. <laughs> Reluctantly, Ray went and lay down on the bed. Mrs. Stay puffed, tied his arms above his head, and then tied his legs. You're going to taste heaven, Mr. Ghostbuster. To Ray's eternal horror, the 800-pound Mrs. Stay puffed lifted her mammoth leg and swung it over Ray's body. Then she dumped her entire frame down and face sat him. Ray thrashed his arms in a vain attempt at getting free. The woman began to grind her giant balloon heavyweight hips back and forth, rubbing her giant sweaty swampy minge all over <laughs> Ray's screaming face. She rode back and forth so Ray's face got a full taste of both her pungent pussy and her boggy arsehole. It smelt like seawater and sewage mixed with a compost heap. It was like a portal to a dimension made of festival toilets. Her arse hairs were as thick as power cables. Why was this happening to him? Ray finally passed out from a lack of oxygen to the brain. And not for the first time that night, he was unconscious. While out cold... Ray blissfully looked down at his cock. Was he dreaming? The beautiful Dana was wearing a leather, skin-tight Ghostbuster suit and sensually sucking on his grateful shaft. He must be dreaming, right? His face hurt. Ray blinked a few times. He looked down again. A sailor's hat? Why was the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man sucking his cock? Where was Dana? <laughs> then it all came back to him. Mrs Stay Puffed took Ray to the edge of orgasm, then stopped. She untied him and then began to viciously beat him again. Ray cowered in the corner of the room. Then he saw it. His proton pack. 
He went for it, but Mrs. Stay Puffed got there first. Naughty boy, she said. She took the proton pack and switched it on. No, be careful, said Ray. Shut up, Mr. Stance. It's payback time. For what? asked Ray. Being naughty, she replied. She used her giant girth to hoist Ray up and over the bed, with his ass up in the air, exposed. Oh god, I don't know where this is going. The nozzle of the proton pack had Say heated that up <laughs> to, to an almost red-hot heat in preparation to fire. She stuffed the nozzle down inside of Ray's anus, searing away inches of his anal tract, widening, widening it considerably. It was the most white-hot pain Ray had ever felt. Every nerve in his system screamed with agony, and his ego was destroyed too, as he was being raped by his own proton pack. He was unconscious once again. He, he woke in a surreal amount of pain. He was burning from the inside. His proton pack lay in front of him, and his trap off to the side. Where was Mrs. Staypuffed? Ray was sure he could hear the familiar sounds of Slimer filling his face. Ray gingerly slipped on his uniform and put on the proton pack. His anus was a gaping wound of fire, but he was alive. He had never used the proton pack on a human, but after tonight's events, he was keen to see the results. He kicked open the door, and there it was. Mrs. Staypuffed sat in an armchair. She had stuffed her cavernous vagina with hot dogs, beef jerky, <laughs> potato chips, dog food, and gravy. And there was Slimer, gobbling it all. Oh, man. Slobbering it all oh. with his demon tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Staypuffed rolled her gargantuan, gargantuan head back and moaned in pleasure. Her sailor's hat fell to the floor. Ray primed the trap. Slimer, get the hell out of the way or you're going to go and live in the containment unit with that ghost from the library and about 14 trillion of my spunks, said Ray. A shocked and frankly ashamed Slimer flew straight out through the apartment wall. Ray threw the trap into Mrs. Staypuff's gaping, pulsating, supersized pussy and it shot in there like a hockey puck in a net. <laughs> See in hell, said Ray, and switched on the trap. It began to rip her molecules apart from the inside out and she tore open like a potato chip packet. The smell was like the digestive tracks of a thousand camels. Within seconds, she was gone. Ray stumbled and winced his way down to Ecto-1. He sat in the seat as his newly forged arsehole raged on in pain. He didn't even come. All that, and he didn't even get to come. He placed his head on the steering wheel and began to sob in the cold, dark night of New York City. Well, that was harrowing. <laughs> Happy Halloween, guys! What, <laughs> me? Well, that was harrowing. I thought Jimmy Savile Christmas was going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, literally speechless. <laughs> I think that's the first time in the history of the show you're speechless. There's another one that I can read you later if you want about no, Slimer right. raping Sam from the Ghostbusters, the human. No, you're okay. No? No. 
Maybe a big slime has done. I don't want to know. <laughs> it's not something I'd ever considered. You wanted a horror story. Have I not just read you something horrific? <laughs> yes. You got raped by a giant woman dressed as Mrs. Mr. Staple. It's just. Uh. <laughs> Who's thinking of that? <laughs> Uh, At what point does that even cross into someone's did you head? <laughs> did you? <laughs> well, I found one online about Sam, and I was going to read it to you because it's pretty gross, and I was like, I could do grosser. So, yeah, don't judge me. I was trying to outgross. <laughs> I knew he wrote it. <laughs> I knew the style. <laughs> After reading that god awful, what was it called? <laughs> hey, you're not referring to my. Uh, my writing. You were talking about the manifesto or the comic. Yeah, the manifesto. No, but they're both. Everything I write is filthy and dark. And, but I think, you know. Uh, that was good, it was twisted. I'm, I'm glad. Who thinks of that? <laughs> Me, when I'm trying to gross you out. And it you works. certainly fucking did. I'll take a, a break. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go just, for a whack. I mean, a piss. Just gonna leave me here. <laughs> Mike's got a raging erection. <laughs> Busting makes me feel good. <sighs> I can't ever watch that film again. <laughs> so we're back from that horrific, <laughs> horrific tale of. You wanted a horror story for Halloween. Was that not a horror story? It was. <laughs> Not very ghosty though. Well, it was about the fucking Ghostbusters. Yeah. Doesn't get much more well, ghosty it's than more that. It's more rapey than anything. <laughs> it was actually, wasn't it? Yeah. I read a story online about Slimer raping Sam Witwicky from the Transformers, and I was going to read that out, that was my plan. And I read it through a couple of times to practice, and I was like, do you know what? I can write something way more disgusting than this. And I fucking did, and I'm actually quite proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> the idea was to freak you out. My missus has just texted me, I hope it went well, because I was a little concerned about reading it out, to be honest. I was like, I hope people don't think I'm, you know, demented. <laughs> oh, they wouldn't think that. <laughs> Not after hearing that. No, 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 they wouldn't, they wouldn't think that at all. She's literally... You're perfectly sane. <laughs> she's just texted me, right, look... I hope the story goes well as expected and the boys aren't turned on too much winky face. I put, they were both stunned into silence. <laughs> 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 oh, happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't edit out the post podcast because I'm going to put it on our Facebook page anyway. All right. <laughs> You can't that's run away been, from it. That's bound to attract a lot of listeners. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we shouldn't have done that first. <laughs> it's the Halloween episode. You're going to no, read to me about real people getting murdered and stuff, aren't you? Probably. i got some ghosts to tell you about first. Ghosts? Yeah. Is there any rape? <laughs> no, not every ghost is a rapist, guys. <laughs> not interested. I'm going to put a rape for later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is like... This is going to be fucking... <laughs> wasn't it our Christmas special where you just told us about lots of horrific serial killers and yeah. murders and stuff? Yeah. Well, that's what we've done for Halloween. Yeah. Well, you've got a bit rapey, though, haven't murder, you? murder, it's all a bit rapey. <laughs> the guys don't rape me, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> So, um, do you remember the tsunami that Japan experienced a few years ago? I do. 
then the Fukushima area with the nuclear reactor. Mm. Um, horrific disasters have long proven to draw themselves stories of the eternally restless souls of the tragically killed. And it seems that such a massive number of deaths dealt with in the blink of an eye and the torment that roils around such events imbue these areas the dark presence that settles in amongst the rubble of what once was. In March of 2011, tragedy struck Japan. A massive magnitude 9 earthquake tore through, generating a devastating tsunami that battered the coastal Tohoku region of the country's eastern coast and leaving death and destruction in its wake. If that wasn't bad enough, the nuclear power plant was so bad, badly damaged that it went into nuclear meltdown. It was one of the worst in history, poisoning the environment, the animals, the people, and causing lasting ripples that reverberate to this day. Yeah, radioactive boars. Radioactive boars. Can't shoot them <laughs> fast enough. Um, scroll down a bit more for me, please. Just rape them with a proton pack. Oh, they need it. <laughs> they keep on glowing like that. Scroll up a bit more. A bit more. Fucking hell. <laughs> Back to where I was now. Close enough. Here <laughs> amongst the rubble left behind by the grim disaster, those left living picked through all trying to slowly build their lives while mourning the dead. And by all accounts, it seems that these restless dead were still with them in a sense. Not so long after the quake and tsunami hit, they began to trickle in a variety of odd reports, telling encounters with the ghosts of those whose lives had been cut short in the tragedy. Witnesses spoke of seeing the phantoms of people lining up at abandoned supermarkets and shops that had been left in shambles. The ghosts of people lingering around places they have frequented in life, and spectres skulking around the barren, jagged rubble that had once been their homes. There's also been terrifying visions of ghostly figures frantically running inland as if from the waves, only to dissipate into thin air as they flee. Many people claim that they had been approached by people who they had known in life, but knew to be dead, who spoke to them briefly or asked for help before fading away right before their eyes. One elderly woman from Anaga who had died in the disaster had the rather unsettling habit of showing up at a refugee camp for a casual cup of tea, with witnesses claiming they hadn't the heart to tell her she was dead. She apparently would leave behind wet splotches of seawater. Some even complained of sinister presidents sitting heavily upon their chests as they lie in bed at night. We've gone from rape to cups of tea. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are British. <laughs> Very true. The uh, hashtag me too in this country just refers to another cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> Milk, two sugars, please. <laughs> hashtag me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the creepiest reports have come from the affected region's taxi drivers. I mean, bloody Alchester. Sorry. Okay. Such accounts were especially prevalent in the city of Ishumaki in Japan's Miyagi Prefecture, which had been hit hard by the tsunami and lost an estimated 6,000 people to it. Many of the bodies have never been found, and here on these dark streets, taxi drivers have even no claim to have picked up spectral passengers. One driver described he picked up a young woman from a couple of months after the disaster who had wished to go from Ishinomaki uh, Station to the Minihama District, an area that had been thoroughly erased by the existence of the tsunami. When the driver told her there was nothing left there to drive to, she calmly asked him, Have I died? Before dematerialising. That creeped me the fuck out. Uh, have I died? Oh, so many people have died. I just shit myself, not that much. I'm trying, to think of, <laughs> I'm trying to think of practical explanations. Could there have been some sort of gas leak? I think maybe a radiation yeah. poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe some kind of weird collective shared PTSD. Oh, yeah. 
I like the, well, I don't like the sound of it, do you no. know what I mean? I like the sound of that explanation mm. in um, terms of it being right. Uh, hang on, there's a bit more. Many other drivers in the area report similar experiences of picking up passengers only to have them vanish during the drive. In every one of these cases, the drivers have been convinced they were carrying a living, breathing person. In one case, a passenger gave specific instructions to go to an address which turned out to be a levelled house, but when the driver turned around, the passenger was mysteriously gone. Interestingly, none of them reported having felt any sense of fear at the time, most likely because they were convinced they were transporting real people. And in all cases, the phantoms are reported as being quite young. Uh, Yuka Kudu, who is a senior at the uh, Tuckahoe Garkin University, interviewed 100 taxi drivers. Um, seven came forth, which I suppose isn't a lot, but taxi drivers are fairly level-headed people. They're not going to want to admit to that kind of thing. In well, terms of be driving, like, 18 hours straight. Mm. That's also but true. In terms of people seen having seen ghosts, seven's quite a lot, isn't it? In a hundred, yeah, I guess so. To come forward and say, like, I'm willing to say publicly... You know, it's quite a reserved mm. society, isn't it? Mm. As we've learnt on our... Yes, absolutely. And um, One of the drivers said, It's not strange to see a ghost here, but if I encounter a ghost again, I will accept it as my passenger. He's not going to pay, is he? No, maybe <laughs> he's just doing think he's doing him a favour. Maybe he's putting his soul at rest by getting him home. Well, Slimer learnt to drive a bus. Yeah. And wear a hat, so yeah. maybe... If you go, get there these you ghosts go. driving the wow. taxis. That's a valid point. Employ the dead. If Gazzy's tails in it, they go, why the point trying to rape you? <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> I was just trying to do a funny little feature for the show. I don't want to rape a Ghostbuster. I know I'm dressed as one as we record. I think you want us to rape you. That's why you're dressed as a Ghostbuster. <laughs> I'm very happy with my girlfriend. She never puts anything in my butt. What do you think of the Japanese ghost? She by any chance got a stay put costume. <laughs> Uh, what do you think of the Japanese ghosts? Boys? There's a little bit more, actually. There's a few oh, more. Go for it. Other ghostly tales plagued the area for some time. Offices, homes and shops were said to be haunted and frequented by the dead. Emergency services were in overdrive, trying to provide relief to the survivors, reported being called to locations that had long been destroyed and abandoned, with no one even sure how anyone could have made a call from the spot in the first place. People all over the area frequently complained of having ghosts cause mischief in their homes or suddenly appear to startle or frighten. Um, even to the point where there's spiritual possessions by the bitter, restless dead, to, to the, uh, the point where Buddhist and Shinto priests are serving as exorcists. Wow. Um, there was the one account as well, I don't know if it's in this article a bit later on, but I read, I did read it, and it was, uh, they'll, uh, they get a knock at the door, mm. and there'll be this person who's soaking wet, who asks them if they've got a towel and some clothes. Oh, yeah. They close the door, you go back in to get the towel and the clothes, open the door again, and there's like 20, 30 yeah, people cool. on the front wow. lawn, all soaking wet. Didn't we, did we cover that? We, that did, we did touch on it a little bit. But I've, I've definitely heard that. Yeah. yeah. We've well, spoken a bit before. I think you, you're right on the lines when you say it's got to be a mass sort of collective trauma to everyone's psyche, the survivors. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe hallucinations yeah. are a part of that. If they're hallucinations, I don't know. I don't really believe in ghosts, so I don't... But I mean, imagine if like Telford know. got virtually wiped off the map mm. tomorrow, where we need the listeners, and like there's you know six thousand people gone. That's most of I don't know. Maidley's gone. Yeah. And you're like the area down there just looks like an A bombs hit it. Mm. I mean, that's got to have some kind of effect on the yeah. the populace, hasn't it? Probably wouldn't notice if it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it, it was certain hills. It hills. Hills. No one to fucking notice. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of brain dead zombies walking around there. And the area looks a bit shit, so yeah. 
And no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> I went down there, I, I, I had an ex who lived in Sion, so a bit of a tangent. Right. I went to the shitty shop they've got on the estate, you know, gangs of chavs hanging around everywhere. Shit lager selection, and I mean awful, because people must be, if they get something too good, people will probably nick it. Yeah. <laughs> Tons of Keller. Keller uh, Castlemaine 4X, <laughs> shit yeah. like that. I hate Castlemaine 4X because it's a terrible lager. And, uh, do do but, too much Kelly, you go blind. Like <laughs> 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 Helen Keller. <laughs> but I, I walked out there with my, with my, my eight-pack of Castlemaine 4X because it was the best, shittiest lager I could afford at the time. Well, and I've never felt in my life like I was going to get stabbed <laughs> more than I ever have at that moment. I'll tell you what, that is an horrible lager. It is a terrible lager. It goes flat off with the oh, It's disgusting. Uh, well, I tried it once, I've never tried it again. If you've got really. nothing else, though... It'll do, wouldn't it? Because it's wet. I genuinely thought I was going to get stabbed. Mm. My, then we would have a ghost. <laughs> I'd rather drink the than the uh, castle. I'd rather be like your tramp, mate, and drink my Dettol. Dettol? Dettol out of a brown paper back at 8 o'clock on a Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. On, yeah, Tsunami Ghosts. It's a mm. creepy tale. It is. And I, I, the one thing I kind of is weird is like, the, all around all this tragedy, they do get these tales. Is it like. Some emotional imprint left. I'm not saying they go, so maybe it's like a some weird energy mm. capture. It defies the laws of physics. Thermodynamics, yes. Unless they're wrong. I mean, you know, there's been plenty of times in history where the scientists haven't been correct on things. And it's true enough. Evidence came out later on to prove it was wrong. And they, yeah, it's weird. As you do get this kind of thing based around this horrible tragedy, and it, but well, then like again, says it might be like. A, Collective PTSD. Yeah, or it could be swamp gas. Yeah. Swamp gas reflecting I, off the moon, which is then like refracting from Venus. Yeah, yeah. It's, a it's, it's it's filled <coughs> up a lot of, of nuclear radioactive water. That or gas pockets in the earth. Yeah, and everyone's just tripping balls a mm. little bit. Maybe the Japanese government is driving around releasing airborne antidepressants and things. Oh, that's all the fish are horny as well in Japan. Yeah, to calm everyone the fuck down because something so horrific has happened. It's all the chemicals in the sea. When it hits the land, Mm. everyone's getting on all these. Yeah. Or it's ghosts. Or it's ghosts. Or it's ghosts. The taxi driver ones are quite creepy, though. Am I dead? You tell me, ghosty. <laughs> you will be if you don't pay the fucking fare. <laughs> Show me the colour of your spirit money. <laughs> Give some yen. <laughs> right. Uh, so. We've got an English werewolf next, Old Stinker. Old Stinker? And why we should welcome his return. What a British name. Because he's been seen in Hull, of all places. Ye old Stinker. Well, there is a portal to hell in Hull, so... Well, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Over the last few months... Oh, this is in Yorkshire as well. There's uh, one in been... every town, Mike. It's called the Weather Spoon. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Oh, yeah. You can guarantee whatever time you go on a Weather Spoons and they all open about 8am, there's always someone with a fucking double vodka. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love the range, though. You've got little old ladies having their morning cup of tea. You know, with whiskey in it. Well, you know, a cup of tea. Some bloke just having a breakfast. Somebody, like you say, having a double vodka. Somebody who hasn't been to bed. Yeah. Uh, some I love it. Uh, pubs. So yeah, back to the back to the what's his name? Old Stinky. Old Stinky. Isn't that such a British fucking? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not as good as Spring Heeled Jack. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do an episode, a full episode on him one day. Definitely. 
Um, over the last few months, there's been something of a folk panic in Yorkshire, Northern England, following sightings, reported sightings of an eight-foot werewolf with a human face. The werewolf, Old Stinker, also known as the Beast of Barmston Drain, is not a recent phenomenon. It was reported in the 18th century, but these sightings, concentrated around the town of Hull, are especially intriguing considering that English folklore is rather barren of werewolf stories. Mm. Most wolves were extirpated from England under the Anglo-Saxon kings and so ceased to be an object of dread to the people, although wolves did in fact survive up to the 1500s in the UK. In literature, accounts of lycanthropy, humans transforming into werewolves can be traced back to the Epic of Gilgamesh. <laughs> In 2100 BC, whereas wolf fables began with Aesop's The Boy Who Cried Wolf, which was written at some point between 620 and 520 BC. Uh, voluntary lycanthropy does appear from time to time, uh, first accounts in 42 to 39 BC, but becoming a werewolf is more commonly seen as a curse or a sign of bestiality, or at worst, of cannibalism. Importantly, Old Stinkers supposedly inhabits a landscape that is thought to have seen some of the last UK wolves. The emergence of the whole werewolf can reopen debates about the spectre-wolf's relationship to the flesh-and-blood wolf. Uh, this coincides, of course, with the phase of severe environmental damage. Basically, the wolves are fucking dying out, aren't they? So, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, we got werewolves back. But you, uh, We went on a, the whole werewolf. Mm -hmm. They were organising a hunt for it, which never happened. Uh. Probably, is it, probably for the best, as it doesn't exist. <laughs> Are you saying that the people of Hull can't tell an eight-foot werewolf with a human face is trotting about? No. Eating can't. Alsatians in a ditch? Well, the people of Martypool hanged a fucking monkey because it was a Frenchman. Yeah, but that was in the 1800s. <laughs> They've been drinking vodka for breakfast. Think time has changed that much up there, Ben? It's Grim up north. It's Grim everywhere, really, but it's Grimmer up north. I hate Grim up north. It is. And, you know, they're probably... Especially in Hull. Yeah, they're probably all drunk as well, because like, you could go up to any sort of pub in uh, in Hull in the morning and say, you know, like, generations of families have been getting drunk here since about half eight this morning. <laughs> you know, all in there together. Probably. And then they probably don't know the difference between a, a large, hairy Polish man, for example. What, eating a German <laughs> shepherd raw? Yeah, and... Uh, and if he's got a human uh, face, <laughs> I'm guessing he's human, not a wolf. I know he's eight foot tall and covered in hair. It's just a hairy human. We're yeah, eating a German be. shepherd raw in a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> Time to run, Ben. They <laughs> cook it first. It's Brexit now. This is Theresa May's Britain, Ben. What? Eight foot tall, eight naked, foot. holy, hope, yes. hairy men. Naked because they can't afford clothes. Eating German shepherds because they can't afford what? food. And then taking that, that shepherd in its mouth yeah. and vaulting up an eight foot wall. Steroids. How can they have steroids and no food? Why is he taking the shepherd in his Because he was disturbed. <laughs> taking it to finish somewhere else. He fucking sounds disturbed he was <laughs> eating a raw dog. I think he was giving the shepherd a blowjob. <laughs> that was a German shepherd dog, Mike. <laughs> no, yeah, he's a shepherd. There was a shepherd there as well. He took the German shepherd into his mouth. Yeah, that can be a different type yeah, of story. Yeah, Punctuation's very important in that sentence, isn't it? <laughs> so I got confused. <laughs> Eating a German shepherd. Yeah, do you want me to write that story as well? Yeah, no. <laughs> you said yes. <laughs> I take it in my German mouth. I promise no more stories. That's oh, a lion, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I mean, it could be 
one of my best friends used to take the piss out of me for. I was a little bit obsessed for a, for a little while with the Big Cat Society in the UK because mm. um, I know factually. I've got one. I'm coming up. Big Cat sightings, right? Around the time in the seventies, I think, or maybe even earlier, when the law changed, a lot of people who used to have like pumas, things like that, suddenly needed different kind of licensing or something. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of them were. F- we know this as a fact, released to the wild. Maybe some survived and fucked each other. And I do think there are a few panthers, maybe not many, but I do think they're out there in the UK. Um, maybe it could have been that, a really big fucking cat. There is um, one from round here. There's been a few sightings around mm. here, actually. You heard of them? Possibly, yeah. There was one round um, an old brickwork was abandoned. It was seen a lot round there because it was CCTV mm. about. I saw that on the Shropshire Star. And there was one there literally photos, just, just down from my house. Where, when there, there used to be a mountain there, there isn't now. Yeah. And two coppers saw this massive cat spring across the road and go back into the mountain. Uh, see, they're about, they're about. So that's what I'm saying. It could be if there's a practical reason why people are spotting a big werewolf. Maybe it's mm. a big cat that can stand on its hind legs. My God, they're learning. Yeah. They're evolving, they're copying us. Yeah, you see, mimicking us. Soon as I mean, are we of them quite yeah. the woods? You'll see one wearing a trench coat and like a trilby hat. We chew off them, so I wonder. Yeah, yeah, sneaking into Tesco's. Oh. I'll some cigarettes. Are you a cat? <laughs> Got any ID, mate? <laughs> Just bolts. They straight into two and legged shit. We've been bolts. <laughs> Uh, we should do the big cat one next, like it's the, the Daily Star article. Uh, um, there apparently is a big black panther on the loose in Scotland, police warned. See, I told you, I didn't know about this. Residents of two Sorry. villages are being warned to be vigilant. Police have warned the public to be alert after reports of a black panther on the loose in fields near to the villages of Drongan and Cohale in Ayrshire. The mysterious beast was spotted at 8.45am on Friday morning. A Police Scotland statement said, Residents in Drongan and Cohale have been advised by officers to be vigilant after a report has been revealed, received, of sighting as believed to be a black panther in the fields. Like it. Yeah, They're trying to locate the animal, which may be injured, so don't fucking approach it. Yeah. It's, going, it's probably not used to humans, probably not been domesticated, might rip your face off. Yeah. Um, the SSPCA, which I presume is something like the RSPCA. The Scottish. Yeah, the Scottish version. With more Nazis. <laughs> what, the SS? Yeah, I guess so. I was going to say, you need to clarify that. Yeah. It sounds like you just called Scottish people Nazis. <laughs> you said the SS, didn't you? Oh, yeah, we're now the Scottish Society for the Protection of Cruel, Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, I'm guessing. Yes, I know. joke, Benjamin. <laughs> rather than the, the Schutzstaffen version. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> My goose step to Hey, well, they do prevent cruelty to animals. Um, they've been stood down. They have to tell. They put it down, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. These inferior Genics. genes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like measuring the skulls of all the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Checking if they're circumcised. <laughs> if they are, do the gas chamber. Oh man. <laughs> That would be a really crap animal rescue, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. It's the exact opposite of the animal rescue, in all fairness. <laughs> See, whenever you put Nazis in anything, it always ruins it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it does. Unless it's a war film. It tends to make it better. Does a Nazi ruin a porno? Huh? Yeah? Does a Nazi ruin a porno? Depends what porno you're watching, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it's not a snuff porno. It's uh, the <laughs> It's yeah, a chamber. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just some sucking and fucking the normal stuff. Didn't uh, that 
Max Mosley in that British Daily Mail owner was getting yeah. whipped by a woman in Nazi uniform, mm. so I imagine he's probably searching it. Yeah. It's got to be out there. Yeah, it's got to be a bit of bit of uniform and a bit of fetish. Nazi bestiality. Anyway, moving on from my search yeah. history. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they've been called out to help the old Scottish Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. And they've been stood down since they're unequipped to deal with a big brother of cats. <laughs> We've got a net. <laughs> who is? Who is? Qualified the, the Rambo. Well, the police, apparently. I don't know what they're going to achieve. Shoot it. Taser is. Shoot it. Hang up it. Read it, it's rights. Get a community support officer to sit on it for a couple of hours. You're going to get a knight in the cell, wee chappy. Think about what you've done. Uh, Find a base, cigarettes. Disgusting. <laughs> Uh, so let's go to the Daily Star one, Mike. Can get the good one. old Daily Star, our yeah. trusted companions. It's a slighter, <laughs> slightly old article, but it, there was a phase of this going around, and I thought it was worth another look. Okay. Uh, black-eyed kids, ghosts, or Ooh. just general creepy children with black contact lenses? Oh, you decide. Frightened residents are packing up and moving homes after it has emerged the ghost of the terrifying black-eyed child was spotted for the second time in the UK. So people are moving house! Oh, for fuck's sake. The chilling tale emerged earlier this week when a woman revealed her encounter with the ghost of the spooky whereabouts of Cannot Chase again. That's Cannot just Chase. the road! It's not the first one about them, Cannot Chase. No, it's not. No. But now a second frightened local has told us he also laid eyes on a spine-tingling little girl. Ghost expert. Oh, for fuck's sake, how could such a thing exist? Uh, Lee Brickley, who was contacted by the first woman, was approached by the second witness after the, f- after the first sighting hit the headline. Just scroll down for me, please. Yeah. The man told Lee, after reading reports in the media today, I felt the need to get in touch with you about my own experiences on Cannon Chase. Oh. Also, maybe a chance of a quick book. Yeah. I believe I have seen the black-eyed child on more than one occasion over the last 12 months. Do you know? The man explained that he often walks his dog in the haunted countryside area of Carrot Chase. Yet during one of his usual late night walks, yeah, late night walks slash wank in the woods, he revealed how he came face to face with the jet black eyed creepy spectre. He said, I was following my usual route when I started to hear something rustling in the bushes. Presumably it was a squirrel or something similar, I carried on walking for another ten minutes. However, the noise seemed to follow me. After walking down a small path with trees either side, the noise started to come a different direction, seems I'm edge behind me. To my amazement, standing behind me was a small child, no older than ten, with her hands raised over her eyes. The man explained that his dog started barking frantically, as he asked the little girl if she was okay, but he, the child didn't respond. Despite feeling a little disturbed, he carried on walking. Suddenly the child appeared again in front of me, this time with her hands down at her sides. I almost fell over when I noticed her eyes were jet black. Again, my dog went mental, this time pulling me in the opposite direction, and in the blink of an eye, the child was gone. Yeah. Well, so, he didn't come out until he's in the news coverage, though. Either he's full of shit, or there's a kid playing a joke. Yeah, black contact lenses. Because that'd be a pretty freaky, horrible thing to do to somebody, wouldn't it? There's been reports of these where they're, like, knocking on the door late at night, usually two of them. Mm. And they're like, we need to use your phone, let us in. Just trying to freak people out, I think. There's, yeah, it tends to be a common phones. thing we need. Yeah, yeah. It could be that type of thing. It could be. Or it could be this guy's absolutely full of poopy poop. Yep. Yeah. Um, and like you said, after a bit of attention, and we all know, as from my personal experience, 
you tell the newspapers something about a ghost or whatever, they will contact you to get your story. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if we've ever told the No, we didn't the tell the listener about it. I emailed the journalists and told them that the ghost of Winston Churchill gave me some advice. I followed that advice and now I'm unemployed. <laughs> and I had interest. I had people ringing me to get the full story, but I bottled out and didn't talk to them in, in the end. But they wanted the story. Yeah. So they will print any old shit. So this guy, you know, he, he's probably doing exactly the same thing. I'm just distracted at why there's like at the story. We're looking at this listener on the computer screen and the recommended stories underneath. Why is it all hot chicks? Like? Yeah, world's hottest grand teases fans as she poses in nothing but a towel. Um, real life Barbie forks out seventeen thousand pounds on jaw dropping plastic surgery transformation. Yeah, it shows you what people want to click on, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. You ever heard of the Glasgow Necropolis? I haven't. I've heard of the Judge Dredd. Uh, storyline necropolis but no not no. the Glaswegian one basically the Glasgow necropolis is this sprawling cemetery mm. and it goes back to 1832 but before uh, in, in, in 18, when we were in the Victorian times Glasgow was quite poverty stricken you've just got mm. thousands of people going to move into that place because a lot of it's undercover as well mm. so you've got this weird life and death cycle going on all around you yeah and the the Life expectancy up there has always been a bit short. Yeah, well, imagine what it was like in like well, 1870 I mean. something yeah. when you're li- literally living in a necropolis. You know, it's it's po- you're the poorest of the poor living in there, and there's thousands of them crammed into it. Mm. Um, wow. And you got to bury them people somewhere, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's loads of ghost sightings around it, surrounding mm. it, lots. But the. Uh, it's it's just scroll down. There's a uh, legends of ghosts and vampires that roam the thirty-seven acres and made of the spooky cemetery and commonly told by locals. There's one from the fifties, um, and it's the Gorbals vampire. Oh, I bet it's the Gorbals. It's been described as being seven feet tall, monstrous, and contain- containing a mouthful of razor sharp iron teeth. After two young local children were supposedly murdered by the Gorbals vampire, this story reaches climax. And it's said that following this event, one night in 1954, hundreds of school-aged children descended upon the Glasgow necropolis. necropolis. They came armed with weapons and ready to fight and kill the vampire they believed dwelled within Glasgow's most famed cemetery. And this is true. I read a BBC report about this. <laughs> they were convinced. Yeah, they were. And you know, the, 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 the thing is with this, the tragedy of it is... Mm. is that this was inspired basically by horror comics coming over from America in the 50s <laughs> and they said it was stimulating the kids' imaginations <laughs> to the point where they genuinely thought these two kids had been killed and eaten by this vampire. Working out, reading too many comics and yeah. drinking too much iron brew. Getting yeah. over, get overexcited. Yeah. Bless him. Yeah, I just thought it was well, a cool story. Yeah, um, man. It's pretty cool that they were literally that convinced they tooled up. Yeah. Uh, hundreds of them tooled up and went down expecting to just. If it's a fucking demon, we'll just twat it on the fucking head, man. It's <laughs> in Glasgow. Uh, I'll glass the prick. <laughs> They're all hard in Glasgow. <laughs> Stitch that, you wee ghost here. Yeah. Fucking stab yeah, it. This fucking carving fucking <laughs> fuck ye into a vampire's <laughs> forehead with a bit of broken nail. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't fuck with a gang of kids from Glasgow. No. <laughs> ever. Then that vampire chose the wrong turf. And I, yeah. so I think you like, fuck this, I'm not haunting this place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down south. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where they don't fight back. I'm going to go and haunt some sort of rich people, some soft people. Yeah. 
They're fleshy and full of their blood is rich. Yeah. <laughs> they don't glass me by the gang load. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the, the necropolis itself, you know, just imagine the, the horrific conditions of living in that in the 1870s. Living any, in any city at that time is probably a bit dirty and horrific. Yeah. I was listening to something today that actually said that the reason pubs are so ingrained in our culture and, uh, and have been around for like since the 1800s and lasted is that you didn't just turn the water on at home. No, no. There wasn't running water for the vast majority of poor people, so mm. the pub and beer were the only things you could really... Drink? Lubricate yourself oh. with, basically. Sure, well, um, you'd have pumps well, yeah, in the street, but remember... My point is, it's not like... It's everyone's like, like, gets cholera from that's, well. That's, <laughs> how they, they, that's how they figured out what cholera was, wasn't yeah. it? They basically went, they went oh, right, um, everyone in this area has got cholera, mm. so it's got to be that pump, but why, how come it's only the women and children that are affected? None of mm. the men are affected. Turns out the men all worked at the local brewery and were yeah. given beer as part yeah. of their wages, so, so they'd all be sat at home drinking beer. And beer wasn't that strong back then, the small yeah, beer. Yeah. You know, it's like, only up to 2%, something like that. You can yeah, sit yeah. down and drink that the shit all day. children drank it as well, yeah. didn't they? But the men would just drink the beer exclusively. Mm. The women and kids were drinking the water, getting the cholera. Yeah, oh, it's making me want a beer, man. I love beer. And I love pubs. It's it's sad that... Uh, well, pubs have been around since time fucking... Yeah, began. it was like 12. It was a really interesting podcast. It was about pub names, but I got a lot of little info from it. Like, the first pub name... They were called uh, Hell, the first recorded one. Mm. Um, well... Can't remember why. Oh, and, a, and an interesting fact: the cock always referred to not the animal, but the, the cock on the uh, barrel. Yeah. But it's a pun to show a picture of a cock. Yeah. But it meant the tap. Oh, I didn't know that. But then they just started punning and punning, and yeah, they've always been fun. Most of them were coaching ins. Anyway, that's. I love it when you're driving into Wellington and you see the big sign that says yeah. the cock. We make me chuckle. They'll probably um. Um, reason, the they'll, reason they'll campaign and get the name changed yeah. soon. The reason why so many pubs are named after generals and admirals and things like mm. that as well is because a lot of soldiers would leave the army and with their severance pay would buy a pub. Yeah, oh, awesome. Oh. And they would usually name it after the guy they served under. Excellent. Oh, I don't know many pubs. Oh, there's always a Duke of Wellington or a, mm. a Lord Hill or something like that, isn't there? It's mm. um, the Marquess of Gransby is quite a famous pub name. There's quite a few of them. My favourite pub name ever is the Piston Broke. Nice. Hey. Like <laughs> oh, well, there's a bar in um, in LA that looks like the cantina from Star Wars, and it's called Scum and Villainy. Ah, we said about that last yeah, week. Yeah. We? yeah, I'd like to go there. It's like the all labour in vain. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's only down there, isn't it? It was. It's gone now. It's gone now. Oh. It's literally been demolished. Fuck. Oh, shows you how much attention I pay. Yeah, they well, knocked it down. Why? What have they built in its place? They built houses on it. Fuck. All labour in vain. Yeah. Can we call a quick piss break? We certainly can. So we are back. So um, we all know that London is one of the most haunted, well, one of the oldest cities in the world and one of the most haunted. Allegedly. Allegedly haunted. Yeah. Let's say allegedly. As we'll point out again, none of us actually believe in ghosts. But you know. If I ever see one? Yeah, if I ever see one. I don't rule them out, I just. Yeah. No evidence, therefore I can't. I can't back it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So everyone's got a ghost in London, virtually. So from Queens of England, mm. Anne Boleyn was only married to Henry VIII for three years, but remains one of England's best-known queens. Apparently, had an extra tip. What? Did Apparently she? so. Yeah, had an extra finger. 
Uh, polydactomy, it's called. Didn't you just say tit, though? Yeah, she did. She apparently right. had an extra tit, yeah. An extra tit and an extra finger. Yeah. If he hadn't been fuck, under... Was she an X-Men? <laughs> <laughs> if, she hadn't been, if he couldn't have divorced her, mm. he was going to use her defor uh, deformities, in quotations. She didn't like the extra tit until them. It was yeah. convenient. Um, to have a child as a witch. Was she from oh, Mars? Maybe. It's all just a really inbred, aristocratic family. There you go. The other week you were saying that you like the look of the three tits. I don't think it's a three tits supermodel. So all you've got to do is get somebody inbred as fuck and you can actually get it. Yeah, but I'm not that. I'm not inbred enough to join the aristocracy. <laughs> well, fair enough. I'm sure there's a three titted lady at their feet somewhere. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Make sure she doesn't ask you to paint her white head to toe and then no, no, no. face it on you to no. pass out. Yeah. Um, so since being beheaded at the Tower of London after Trump took charges of adultery, she's become the most famous of the Tower's various ghosts and has often been seen, sometimes with her head and sometimes without. I'm sorry, but she hasn't got a head. How do they know it's her? Well, that's so a good the point. extra tip, mate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the extra finger. Yeah. She wasn't beheaded topless. <laughs> uh, on Tower Green, which was the site of her execution. That is actually just a little square of grass in the middle of the, t the, the inner mm. keep of the Tower of London. Mm. you ever been there and you're in London, genuinely go to it. It's a fucking really interesting tour. Okay. Uh, Anne's cousin, Catherine Howard, shared the same fate. Her ghost is reported to be seen and her screams heard in Hampton Court where she briefly escaped from the guards who came to arrest her and ran down the corridor to plead with Henry, who was attending Mass in the chapel. Okay. Another victim of Henry's who appears at the tower from time to time is Margaret Pole, <laughs> Countess <laughs> of Salisbury, who is said to reenact her own execution. One of the last surviving members of the Plantagenet dynasty who probably had a better claim to the throne, well, did have a better claim to the throne than Henry. Uh, she went to the block in 1541, but apparently tried to escape, running around Tower Green several times for the execution of Quarter and cut her head off. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Over in Bethnal Green, the ghost of Edmund Bonner, the Bishop of London, who gained the nickname Bloody Bonner for his persecution of Protestants under Mary I, has allegedly been seen. He used to own property there, Bonner Road and Bonner Street are named after him. The uh, ghost of Courtier, 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 I suppose, I don't know. Explorer and writer, an all-round tight-wearing chap, Sir Walter Raleigh, <laughs> was spotted in the tower where he was imprisoned for 13 years. As well as various sightings in his native Devon, Sir Walter's restless spirit has also haunted Bennington in South London, where he owned land. Legend has it that his wife arranged to have his body secretly buried in the church there, although, his historical, although the historical record states he was buried at St Margaret's in Westminster after his execution in 1681. Hmm. So we go from the very wealthy to the very poor. Uh, murder victims. Several of London's many murder victims are said to haunt the places where they were killed. That's, I think, by the Jack the Ripper Museum. Well, if that was that true, imagine there. if every um, single person that were ever murdered in London, if their ghost was out there, <laughs> it would just be oh, you'd be, swarm with, you'd be like, swarming with them. Yeah, you'd just you'd, you'd be able to fucking walk a few paces without bumping into a spectre. Yeah. Spectre. How do you a say? spook, spectre, or ghost. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready or, to believe you. Or a class five free floating ex <laughs> free floating phantasm, <laughs> free roaming phantasm. <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, or a fat woman who rapes you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lesson about that the better. Sorry, but. <laughs> I knew you were going to judge me. I'll go wank for a week now. <laughs>
<laughs> you wanted a horror story, I gave you one. Horror is right. <laughs> Your balls have shrunk back up inside. Yeah. Mike's become a woman now. What <laughs> you erotic. <laughs> For you. <laughs> Wearing your Ghostbusters outfit. Yeah, well, yeah, I can't say Seems strange that these are the one in the Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, the Ghostbusters was the one having the proton pack. Oh my god, it's all coming together. <laughs> Wait till you see what's in my bag. <laughs> we know what you're doing when you get home. <laughs> well, you know. What the owner puts in my bottom is our business. Hey, anything can be a penis that fits inside you. <laughs> Back to the ghost fucking stories. <laughs> Including two of the prostitutes killed by Jack the Ripper, the ghost of Annie Chapman has been spotted on Hanbury Street, where she died, while visitors to Mitre Square have occasionally seen a spec to believe to be Catherine Eddowes, and we will get through Jack the Ripper at some point. They're just fucking guessing, aren't they? I don't know who she is. Could be fucking anyone, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's not like she's got three tits, so she's easily identifiable. <laughs> Um, <laughs> see a ghost is having a bit of a dress. Not for it, it's not. Hashtag fucking ghosts rights, me too. You can't just rip my blouse open. Well, how else am I supposed to tell who the fuck you, you are? You can't get an 18th century ghost, <laughs> prostitute ghost, to have a Twitter account. It's going to a phone. <laughs> hey, if they could do pottery like in that movie. No, it's the. Oh, fucking, I don't know. Ghosts aren't real. <laughs> no. Well, a less well-known tale is how a 13-year-old girl called Anne Naylor, also known as a scream inspector, whose cries have been heard in and around Farrington Station. An orphan who was apprenticed to a hat maker called Sarah Metyard in the mid-18th century, she was poorly treated and died after being tied standing to an attic door and not fed for four days. To conceal her death, Metyard and her daughter hid Anne's body in a trunk, later dismembering it and trying to get rid of it, first by burning it and then throwing the remains in an open sewer. <laughs> Oh, it warms the heart. Doesn't it? <laughs> hey, it's history, man. <laughs> oh, what a town. <laughs> want to scroll down a bit for me? Oh, nation's capital. Um, any, you want to hear some thespians? <laughs> I love a good thespian. <laughs> you know that. London theatres have plenty of tales about actors sticking around for an encore after life's final curtain oh, call. Fucking attention-seeking yeah. bricks. <laughs> Like every single fucking actor, then. <laughs> Still like the ghost of Charlie do Chaplin doing his shtick. <laughs> no one can You'd see like, him, there's a oh, bit of irony. You'd love it, wouldn't you? I, I wouldn't mind that. Oh dear. A couple of these haunt more than one place, such as the Regency actor and clone Joseph Grimaldi. His ghost has been seen in both the Sadler's Wells Theatre in Clerkenwell and the Theatre Royale on Drury Lane. There's a tour. He's a fucking ghosty pub crawl. The latter's best known ghost, though, is the anonymous Man in Grey, which, unusually for a ghost, has been known to appear during the daytime. Or it was just a bloke in a grey suit. <laughs> people are tripping or drunk. Yeah. Then there's a Victorian actor, William Therris, who haunts the Adelphi Theatre on the Strand and Covent Garden Tube Station. He was murdered at the former in 1897 by another actor, Richard Arthur Price. Uh, Prince. Prince had fallen on hard times after his drinking and rendered him unemployable. Terrace te te took pity on him and gave him money, but Prince had wanted more. When Terrace refused, Prince attacked him with a knife just inside the Adelphi, and Terrace was carried into the theatre where he died, and where his ghost has sometimes been seen. His occasional appearances at the tube station can be explained by the fact he was built on the side of his favourite baker's shop where he often took his children. <laughs> can you imagine if, like, I mean, heaven forbid, I don't want it to happen any time soon, but imagine when, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme dies. Mm. Do you think, like, his ghost will come back? Chuck Norris. 
know what I mean? Like, I've got some haunting the ghosts of their sets. Yeah, we'll just see them like do push-ups or something somewhere, like, you know, the splits. Van Dow will be stuck in an everlasting loop of Street Fighter. Do <laughs> oh, <laughs> your impression, go on. Which one? I can't remember what's the line that he says with his oh. ridiculous accent. Oh. Oh, cack, what is it? I can't remember. He just turns up on that tank, <laughs> knocks his way through the wall, and he says something really shit. Oh, yeah, you are all under arrest. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even learn English in this film? <laughs> well, yeah, you know what I mean? If these ghosts, if these actors, what I'm saying is... Well, they the meant to try to get it. Who decides who gets to come back? Because I wouldn't yeah. mind. It's a bit like Force Ghosts, you know... I wouldn't mind the cool ones coming yeah, back. Yeah, you don't want Joe Pasquale back. Yeah, no, no, you don't. <laughs> and I'd watch a film starring the ghost of Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> you know what I mean? Steven Seagal <laughs> and the ghost of Dolph Lundgren in Ghost Fireball. It's <laughs> a valid point. Yeah, you know, well, I don't know. You sold me. Let's write it. <laughs> we just saved Dolph Lundgren's dead. He looks it. We got to kill Dolph Lundgren. No, he just looks dead. We just white him up. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Just skip down the next one, That's Mike. my professional journalistic opinion. Oh, I don't know. Cool stories, though. Criminals. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any talk of ghosts of criminals in London must begin with the highwayman Dick Turpin, who is reputed to haunt the Spaniards Inn on the northern edge of Hampstead Heath. It has been claimed he was born there, but that's not the case, he was actually from Hampstead in Essex. Turpin, whose horse Black Bess is said to haunt the car park at the Spaniards, <laughs> has also been seen in Epping Forest and in the graveyard of St Mary's Church in Wanstead. A ghostly figure, spot figure in 18th century clothes spotted on the roof of the Old Bailey is believed to be Jack Shepherd, a thief who became famous for his numerous escapes from prison for he was hanged at Tyburn. The Old Bailey stands on the side of Newgate Prison from which Shepherd escaped twice. I'd love that seeing some bloke in old-timey clothing, like, swinging around the Statue of Justice going, Ha-ha! <laughs> but he's a ghost. Yeah, it'd be fun, wouldn't it? But you'd just be like, fuck me! Yeah, but like, oh, what's that going on? I just think it's a performance piece or something. Oh, you'd be like, guys, have you got your costume? <laughs> and does that inflatable proton pack do anything? <laughs> I could throw it at him. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> Launch it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that was a throw like a girl. <laughs> hey, don't be sexist. Don't assume that I'm not a girl. Oh, you've got that long hair now. <laughs> I've told you that other van drivers have started perving on me and then double taking and realising I'm a man as they get closer. You should get a padded bra just to freak them out. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a trans van after all. Take that hormone and start laughing. Squirt milk at it. So I get beaten up by a gang of builders at the traffic lights because I squirted milk at them. All gang raped. It's going to be one of the two. God, YouTube no, has been really rapey this episode. <laughs> okay, so we go to the uh, yeah, yeah. Quiz. Let's go to the quiz then. Mike's got a Halloween quiz for uh, for us, so um, well, it is Halloween. Yeah. It's the spectrophilia spooktacular. Your favourite word. Spooktacular. spooktacular. Not spectrophilia. That's not my favourite word. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know, spectrophilia is the um, word for having sex with ghosts. We've had a few of them in our weird news specials. Yeah, and Ray, it is implied that Raymond Stance got a blowjob from a ghost it in is, the first mm -hmm. one, isn't it? Definitely. 
Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read a statement about a celebrity and you have to tell me if it's true or false. Okay. Okay, first up, Lucy Liu was brought to Climax after a ghostly shag on her futon. True. Who the fuck's Lucy Liu? Oh, she was in the Charlie's Angels films. That... Oh, that one? Yeah, yeah. Chinese one? Yeah, that's it. Uh-uh. No. I'm true. You're in true, you're false? Yeah. It's true. Yay! Their career's pretty washed up. <laughs> okay, number two. A ghost would have sex with Anna Nicole Smith while her boyfriend lay next to her in bed. Yeah. No, that old man was old, but he wasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think the ghost is shagging because the old man couldn't manage. I'm going true. Oh, go on then. There's, I can't help <coughs> your logic. It's true. It is true. I seem to remember her saying something about that from a while back as well. You know, there's a weird news article or something I read, but yeah. When I was very young, I did quite like Anna Nicole Smith. Well, everyone had a bit of a thing for Anna Nicole yeah. Smith in their early teens. It was yeah. we were of that generation where plastic tits were like a, a new thing. Good job. She didn't have three tits in it. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> oh fuck me, she'd fall over. But Pammy, you know, Pammy was like a, yeah. a goddess back then. She certainly was. Yasmin bleed every time. Thirteen-year-old me would have cared. She was also in um, what was that lifeguard thing? Baywatch. That thing what Pammy was in. That's the one. <laughs> Classic. Right, what's the next okay, question? Okay, next right? one. Dan Aykroyd engaged in light foreplay with an entity before spooning it. True. Ben's going true. Yeah, he's always on about that shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is that. true. Are all of these true? No, true <laughs> Number four. Peter Schmeichel received a reach around from a ghoul in a French <laughs> hotel. <laughs> I'm going false. <laughs> I just breathed in my own head. <laughs> what the fuck? Isn't that creepy? You mentioned Peter Schmeichel earlier. <laughs> I said he was one of my favourite players growing up. I'm going false that one. Air, air, but... That's got to be false. It is false. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Peter wouldn't let a ghost right No, he'd, he'd just fucking elbow me in the, in the face. face. Yeah. Fuck off. Okay, next, number five. Mary Berry received a phantom bukkake in a Thai prison. What was Mary Berry doing in a Thai prison? I'm also going false with this one. How do you know ghosts are spamming on you? Is that what ectoplasm really is? Must be. False, Mike. False? Yeah, false. It is false. <laughs> Number six, Kesha proclaims she went to the bone zone of the spectre and claims her vagina is haunted. Oh, Who's Kesha? A singer, I think, isn't mm -hmm. she? Um, I'll go false. I'm going true, fuck it. It is true. Yay! Fuck you Vagina's haunted. Number seven, Katie Price was once chipmunked by a poltergeist. <laughs> well... In all fairness, it is Katie Price. Yeah. But at the same time, the thing is, I'm, I, I like, I like to think that the, the chipmunk thing is Mike throwing it in. But at the same time, this is Katie Price we're talking about, and she'll say anything for money. True. I'm gonna say false, but my heart wants thinks it's true. But I, I think the word chipmunk gives you away, sir. I'm gonna go true. Uh, it's false. Oh. Next one, Liam Neeson received a ghostly gob job whilst watching his own premiere for Schindler's List. <laughs> That's dark, man. <laughs> How can you get a boner while you're watching a film about the Holocaust? I don't know, Mike. How can you get a boner while watching a film about the Holocaust? That ghost must have skills, man. 
you know, I got here like early on, guys, at five o'clock. I'm going, so do you know what I watched last night? I'm like, no, no. It's, what was it? Try for the world. Try for the Nazi propaganda film. Spending his night watching Nazi propaganda films. He's Saturday night. And he wants to be a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, research. <laughs> And then now he's not about getting a cop job watching shit. <laughs> hey, it might be true. It's not true though. <laughs> it's false. And if right, let's say the ghost you got is see through, right? Everyone would still be able to see Liam Neeson's boner. He'd be sitting there at the premiere with his dick sticking out of his tuxedo. <laughs> with a raging boner. And he's still, because the ghost is see-through, he's still watching the people getting shot and keeping an erection. Everyone's like, well, it's his premiere. Uh, yeah. Do what he wants, he's rich and famous. Uh, I think that was false. It is false. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Michael Barrymore was bumped. <laughs> Michael Barrymore was bummed by a shadow demon. What? <laughs> in the middle of a Tesco's in Bogda Regis. Um, false? Is that what happened to the bloke in the pool? <laughs> You know what, it's a real shame though, because Michael Barrymore was a damn sh- damn good primetime TV show host. <laughs> I loved him when I was growing up. <laughs> and then it all went to shit. <laughs> it literally went face down in a pool for him. <laughs> oh, God. He was a national treasure. He was. He was. The whole the family one. gathered round. Yeah. yeah. Strike it lucky. Yeah, top middle of the bottom, strike it lucky. Oh, bless him. Was he, but was he bummed by a shadow demon in the middle of Tesco's in Bunkerese? I doubt it very much. But he is an alcoholic, I'm going truth. Well, he was an alcoholic, allegedly. Oh, it's I'm sorry, false, sadly. I'd love oh. to see him come back. <laughs> I'd love, yeah, I'd be. I'd love to see him come back. He's done his time. Yeah. Dale Winton's dead. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a space now. We want him back. We want Let's Barrymore. Start, bring back Barrymore. Yeah. Hashtag bring Hashtag. back Barrymore. Do you remember when I used to have that big pictures like thing of ba- Michael Barrymore? I say from my quick save time. <laughs> yeah. Mike used, to work, Mike used to work at Quicksave when he was a teenager. And they, Michael Barrymore was the Quicksave kind of face of Quicksave. Right. And there was a six foot cardboard cutter of Michael Barrymore that Mike liberated from the shop and put in his room for ages. <laughs> Didn't get laid much in that face, did you? <laughs> Welcome back, we watching you on the job. What? <laughs> I don't think I had him in plain view. I think he was behind the bed or something. <laughs> That's even worse. Imagine you missus or someone you, you pulled. Yeah. She came back and it fell out from behind the wardrobe. Fuck it out! I liked it before he was getting one. I liked it before the dead bum man. I don't think any of that happened at this point. <laughs> he was like, well, he's a face of quick save. Of course it, it happened. Of course it happened. Mm. Oh dear. Oh well. Hashtag bring back Bangor. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Okay. What's next? Next one. Billy Corgan boned a shapeshifter. Oh well that depends. Yeah, well we don't know whether it's true or not though, do we? He wouldn't answer. He well, he implied. Howard Stern asked him. He was implied, so is that that kind of true then? Kind of true, alright. Yeah, I'm gonna go true. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Brown was raped by a spook in in Georgia. Bobby Brown? Yeah. As in 
Whitney Houston's. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, what the fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> this is how we do it. Is that one of his songs? I don't know. Yeah, could have been. Uh, I'll, go with, I'll go with Trim. Yeah, it's true. I'm on 100% of the fucking minute. It's two more. Alright. Can I keep my 100%? Oh, you're 100%? I am 100%. You know, you got one wrong. Yeah, I'm sure you've got one wrong. No, I well. haven't. I'm, I'm bang on. I'm on button. No, trust you to actually be keeping score. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Nothing's more important than winning. Okay, next one. You ain't first, you're last. Uh, okay, what's next? Bob Geldof and Bono had a threesome with a ghostly Somalian pirate on Elton John's yacht. Oh, partly wants to say this is true. <laughs> <laughs> Bono boned a Somalian pirate. And was Elton John there, or was it just they were borrowing his yacht? He was in the corner watching. Or was he sailing? Off. Well, I'm going to go false. Mm, I'm going to go true. It's false. Well, well. Okay, last one. Well, I've already won this, so this doesn't matter. Yeah. According to his diaries, Adolf Hitler was fingered by a ghoul <laughs> in an Austro-Hungarian trench during World War One. True. <laughs> <laughs> True. True, that's why he wrote Mein Kampf. Yeah, that's why he's so angry. Was it an Austro-Hungarian yeah. Jew? It is true. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, false. Oh. <laughs> Was it an Austro-Hungarian Jew? Because that would explain a lot. Mm. <laughs> mm. Maybe it is true. Ben wins then. Yay! Well, what does it, the answer of the quiz, does it mean that Ben's more likely to fuck a ghost than me? Quite possibly, who knows? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun. Very good. Bye, Thank you. So, what are we going to finish off with, boys? A bit of weird news? Yeah. Mm. Here's some robot baiting for you guys. Oh. This is a, um, apologise to the listeners, you is can find this. It's a video, but it's only a minute and 14. Oh, there isn't any um, audio to it. We'll describe what's happening. Oh, that's right. That's um, it is a bit tragic, but you can find this. It's called Humanoid Robot Can Help You Build Your House. And it's from In The Know Innovation. So, um, the robot's picking up some plywood, turn it round. They've given him a screwdriver and a nail gun. You He's actually humanoid robot, he's now moving shit about. Yeah, he's putting stuff in place, he's nail gunning it in. Fuck hell. He can install a drywall by itself. It can cut to fit. It's got fucking buzz saws built into his wrists. Can lift boards, fasten them with a screwdriver. I could do that. And it's called the HRP-5P, and it is a designed to replace human labour. What kind? In dangerous workplaces. Oh, I don't know. I take it back. Well, uses a complex head of sensors to complete tasks with efficiency. Now it's literally got buzz saws built into its fucking wrists. That is insane. Cutting that drywall. Well, it's a Japanese I... company, and it's gonna help all human laborers and then kill them brutally. It is. It's really hard to fight, but it can't think for itself though, that's the key. It can only do those tasks. Until it becomes self-aware. Yeah, but we're a long way away. And he's got his fucking nail gun in one hand, screwdriver and buzz saws built into his wrists. I admit it and would he's be picking hard. you up and buzzsawing your face off. It would be hard to fight it, but I think it'd be easy to knock it over. It was very top heavy. Didn't look that stable. And you could kick it over. But I'm impressed, yeah, I am impressed, but I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm not a builder. I'd be pissed off if I was a builder. Like, why are yeah. you trying to replace me? You couldn't build one to do something else. Build one that 
Well, well, hopefully it will replace all those slaves that are building the World Cup for Qatar. <laughs> mm. Well, well, probably not to be fair, because slave labour is really cheap and robots are expensive. True. Long term, they're not. No, but you know, it's still really cheap at the moment. It's for slave more labor. expensive than slaves. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Slaves are cheap. Yeah, slaves are really cheap. Yeah. As you, as you said earlier, Mike, slave labour is. Um, the more, more, was it more human trafficking than ever? Yeah. There you go. That's because there are more people, I suppose, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, what have we got next? A floating cloud? Oh no, that's, that was kind of cool, though. <laughs> a floating cloud? I mean, more yeah. about a non floating cloud. <laughs> yeah, but it hovers in your room and does shit. Uh-huh. Um, a man who thinks streetlights cause cancer called Gateshead Councillors baby killers. <laughs> Good. Mark Steele has accused Gateshead Council, it's a, it's a UK one, boys, of installing 5G transmitters that are harmful to humans. There's a thing with this 5G. Yeah, people are concerned about it, but I'm not sure what the story is, to be honest. Two councillors were branded baby killers by a man convinced Gateshead Council streetlights cause cancer. 5G activist Mark Steele unleashed an intimidating tirade against the politicians Ooh. as they canvassed voters. He believes Labour's Catherine Donovan and Eileen McMaster have turned up, had turned up to goad him into getting arrested. He then called them murderers, a court heard, claiming it was his right to do so. But a judge ruled his outburst went too far as she handed him a criminal record. Oh. It's the latest chapter in the saga between Gateshead Council and Steele. The 57-year-old believes the council is secretly trying the technology in streetlights. Gateshead Magistrates Court heard claims it may have been linked to a child's death. The council says the allegations are entirely false, accusing certain individuals of frightening people. Earlier this month, Steele successfully blocked a council gagging order to prevent him posting his beliefs online. However, he was ordered not to harass council staff, and now he's landed a criminal record of the April 30th drama outside his home in Percy Gardens, Dunstan. Well... Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I know anything about 5G. Why would it be more dangerous than 4G? Good well, point. Apparently it causes cancer. According to who? According to some people, including this chap. I have heard this spouted. Well, I've heard this spouted in several conspiracy groups. I've never... Because at the end of the day, I'm thinking, eh, everything's giving me cancer. At least I can get faster internet. <laughs> well, you're right if it is giving us cancer. So, yeah. Uh, Fuck, it's, it's a good way for them to give it us and then sell us the drugs to keep us alive mm-hmm. or just kill off population because they do need to cull us. We know that yeah. they, some of the elites believe that. We've read a lot of quotes about them. We need to look at Georgia Guidestones at um, some point. Yeah, we will cover that. So, this guy, I'm not sure where he gets his evidence from or why he believes it, but he obviously does. I think a lot of YouTube it. videos made by people in their basement Yeah, that's is probably what I'm going with. That's a good shout. Okay, one more. Yeah. Um, Halloween event. See? Halloween. Scream Mania branded an absolute shambles by angry parents. <laughs> Organisers promised to transform Reddish Vale into Spooky Vale with live actors, mazes and more. But visitors said they could have done something better in their own back garden. <laughs> and some of the pictures here are fantastic. There's a gazebo with a plastic cauldron. That is fucking shit. With some bin bags are pushed on a fence. Terrifying. Parents say a Halloween event which promises the biggest in the Greater Manchester or Personchester. Yeah. Uh, was an absolute shambles. 
And families who attended the opening day on Saturday say the event was a disaster and not the sort of shocking experience they'd hoped for. And in this other picture, again, there's just some bin bags and some rubbish and a broom. A spooky broom. Oh, fuck. Is issuing refunds to people who went along on Saturday and to anyone who has bought tickets but no longer wants to go. Dan Rees paid almost £46 for oh, tickets. Wow. His girlfriend Becky, their seven-year-old son Buddy... And his school friend Bo. Fuck's sake! Who calls that somebody? What's and Bo? What's the world coming to? Fuck! I'm so old. Yeah, but well, there's another picture of what it's supposed to be. You know, um, there's a a scarecrow, pumpkin-headed thing with a sign saying "Turn back." That's the oh my god! That just looks shit. Is this a field full of gazebos with literally nothing there but rubbish? Yeah. It's horrible. 46 quid, Mike. <laughs> Dan said there was an inflatable maze which lasted around two minutes before deflating <laughs> and said even a woman hired there to be a witch was, apo- was apologising. <laughs> the 32-year-old said that we stayed there for an hour but there wasn't really much to do. They managed a couple of girls in the go-karts. The Zorbs outside weren't in operation and were left dumped by the portaloos. Absorbs uh, them things you stick in you know, big inflatable balls you put yourself in and roll around. Mm. My son was just really bored. There were two ladies making slime. He did that for ten minutes, then stood around while we talked to the outside caterers at the whole thing, and then he couldn't believe the state the place was in. I felt sorry for the young lady who was hard as a witch. She was very apologetic for the shambles. Our tent's just got a ladder in it. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a ladder and some don't walk around the ladder getting bad luck. <laughs> well, that's very scary. <laughs> Uh, Dan said the whole thing reminded him of a failed apprentice task. <laughs> and so a number of people were asking for refunds either at the front desk or on the phone to Skittle, who uh, Skittle even who uh, arranged it. He's now awaiting his own refund. Well, oh, fuck. well, there we go. That looks shit. Yeah, big cobweb, fake cobweb. It's just well, the cobweb's what they promised. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> yeah, fucking people on the um, on the rub, obviously, trying mm. to con people out of some money and it worked. Not a bad idea. Yeah, fucking. Right, good stuff. Well, right. happy Halloween. I happy suppose. Halloween. Yeah. Face on some fucked up facts. Yeah. Okay. You want to give some fucked up facts? In a second. Intermission. Intermission. Do you read you the story again? No, you're alright. No, you're okay. I'm still shocked. Mike called my manifesto god awful. Well, I hope you meant because it's just so depressing. Well, yeah. yeah, it was very depressing. Yeah, yeah, but you weren't telling people they were shit. That's why it's funny. You must still not do that. It's funny. Cause it's so dark, you know. Just telling people they're meaningless, proving it scientifically. Okay, a bit of a Halloween fact: in Canada, it is illegal to pretend to be a witch. Well, actually, being a witch, however, is perfectly legal. Yeah, that's an odd one. Okay, sorry, eh? <laughs> Tyromancy is the act of predicting the future by observing the coagulation of cheese. <laughs> wow. <laughs> coagulation. Wow. Is so that mean, does that mean that you're melting the cheese and then watching it dry? 
watching it harden again. Yes, I imagine so. so Coagulation's coming. You melt together. a load of cheese in the microwave, pour it onto a plate, and then go, ooh. Like Ooh. reading tea leaves. Looks, yeah. like, looks like Blackburn are going to win the FA Cup this year. Well, we know that's never going to happen. You've just proved much bollocks. <laughs> hey, the cheese says so, guys. <laughs> the day recreational marijuana was legalised in Canada, a nine-year-old girl in Edmonton sold all her Girl Scout cookies in 45 minutes outside a newly opened weed shop. Oh, cracking planning. Yeah, absolute class business acumen. That lady's yeah. going to go far in life. She will. And you'll like this one, guys. Okay. We'll start about this. In 2017, new word names given to American newborn boys included Diesel. Fuck me. Thunder. Fuck off. Almighty. <laughs> chaos. Nice. Trigger. Oh, I'm triggered. Danger. <laughs> power. And rage. Wow. New, new word names for girls included Allure. Oh. Paradise, oh. pristine, <laughs> happiness, oh. heiress, 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 yeah, silent H. Oh yeah, Fantasia. Oh, let's, just make, let's name our kid after a brand of. Let's name our kid after a fucking fruit drink. Yeah. Tulip. Oh. Gracious and gorgeous. Oh. Mind you, I know someone that called their kid Khaleesi. Khaleesi? Yeah, the Game of Thrones uh Oh I don't watch it. Title now. Yeah. Ka fucking Lisi. Yeah. Oh well. I also uh, a guy at work said to me that his sister in law had named their daughter Storm Dior. After the X Man and the perfume. <laughs> I don't know this person. No. But I'm upset with this person. Yes, me too. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, have you got another one, Mike? Yeah, Ben and Jerry's is a flavour graveyard for all discontinued flavours of ice cream. Oh, that's kind of nice. There's little um, little graveyards oh, and headstones. Little stones, little oh, well, that's that's kind of sweet. I like that. A dearly departed white Russian. Oh man. A concoction. Yeah, fuck the white man. A, a, <laughs> Sorry. A, is it a concoction? Yeah, a concoction so to die for we were forever in its debt. As the liquor kicked the budget, we finally had to say, not yet. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I should point out that Gaz is white. Yeah. As are we all. I think, <laughs> you know, I think that was, people don't play, don't they? I have no idea. Maybe. Maybe they watch the videos. <laughs> a meteor wrong is a rock thought to be a meteorite, but which later turns out to be an ordinary earth rock. Yeah. I meet you wrong, like it. Yeah. The most commonly misspelled word in Massachusetts is Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty hard to spell. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah, but if you live there, you would think. The fuck that. It's still hard to learn. Adam West and Frank Gorshin <laughs> were once kicked out of an orgy because they refused to break a character as Batman and the Riddler. Yeah, fantastic. I I, and fair play to Adam West. Is what I say. Yeah, man. I'm Frank Gorshin, although the Riddler would be slightly annoying in an orgy. <laughs> but we're doing this. Which hole are you in? <laughs> that would be annoying. But Batman at an orgy? No. I don't know. I don't know if I want to be in an orgy with Batman. It'd be pretty intense. Do you know what I mean? It would, but still better than the Riddler. I'm going to come on your girlfriend's face. No, this is Adam West, Batman. Uh, oh. <laughs> 
I'm gonna cut the girlfriend's face. Pow! <laughs> Splat! <laughs> Splat, definitely. <laughs> Zinger! <laughs> oh man, you know what? I used to love the old campy Batman as a kid, and I very, I very much do. I could watch it now. That's a sad thing. I've got the movie on um on DVD, man. I watch it now and then, just for nostalgia reasons. It is, it is dated, but. It's, dated it's, it's incredibly charming though it is charming well it was pure west under that suit wasn't it there's no rubber muscles there no he was that's what's the part of the charm isn't it the fact that he was a slightly tubby batman <laughs> <laughs> i love the costume though in that batmobile oh the batmobile was fantastic yeah uh good times the russian olympic team were 12 days late to the 1908 london olympic games as they had not accounted for the difference in dates between the Julian and Gregorian calendars. Huh. Oh, you know what? That's not the first time they've done that either. Isn't it? No, they were meant to rock up for a battle with the French, with their <laughs> yeah. allies, the um, the Austrians, the and they turned calendars. up late. They were on different calendars, yeah. They turned up so many days late huh. after the Austrians had been so many thumped by Napoleon. And bloody this Russians. Is, this is so Victorian, isn't it? In 1887... Peter Pan author J.M. Barry founded a cricket team whose members included A.A. A. Milne, Arthur Cone Doyle, H.G. Wells, P.G. Woodhouse, G.K. Chesterton and Rudyard Kipling. Well, what a cricket team! <laughs> if they're probably all getting on a bit at that point, maybe. Yeah. But even so, what a cricket team! Britain exports more than 50,000 boomerangs to Australia every year. <laughs> wow. Well, there we go. There's a shred of comfort to hang on to, to Brexit. The, the boomerang market will still be going. Do they send them back? Hey! Yeah, that's the problem, they all come right back. Yeah. <laughs> American astronauts are able to cast votes via absentee ballots if they are on board a spacecraft during elections. Their address is listed as low Earth orbit. Oh, that's nice. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. If they're really up there. Yeah. <laughs> they are up there. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Fuck you, flat earthers. <laughs> yeah. Rainbows are actually circular rather than semicircular. It is simply that when viewed from the ground, the earth blocks the other half. Because of the curvature. Wow. From a plane, you can sometimes see a full rainbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's cool. a picture here of a, a full oh. rainbow from oh. a plane. Very nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Curvature. Mm. Like the earth. And, you know, other nice curvy things. Yeah, like all the other planets. Boobs. Boobs. Sorry. <laughs> On the Pacific island of Niue, maybe? Yeah, maybe. You can pay for lunch with a coin with the 12th Doctor's face on it. They issue legal tender with Star Wars, Doctor Who and Disney characters. Nice! Well, I'm down for the Star Wars money, but the Doctor Who money can fuck off, nerds. Sorry. Well, so they just issue the coins, don't they? You don't have a choice. You, just like, you can't say, can I have, can I only have Star Wars coins, please, mate? Yes, you get your change. I can't. I, I want that nerdy Doctor Who. Well, you, you can swap it at the first opportunity, can't you? Yeah, okay. I'll accept. Some legal currency. I'll allow it. So should we do some, um, should we pause yeah. it and find some full Alex? Yep. Yeah, then let's wrap this. And we're back. So time for a full Alex, the most popular game show in this flat, mm-hmm. where Mike plays us the clips of some random weirdo he's found on the internet, and then a clip of Alex Jones, yeah. and we decide who's got more full Alex this week. Because it's okay to go part Alex, mm. it's alright to go even half Alex, but never go full oh, Alex. Alex. No. Right, so who's the first guy up? First up, Pat Robertson. Friend of the show. Mm-hmm. 
says you don't blow up an international alliance over one person. Right, so I'm assuming this is referring to the Saudi Arabian journalist who was carved up pretty badly in the in the embassy and then yep, covered up and no one seems to be saying anything about it. Yep. Eh? Okay. <laughs> the plot thickens on this matter of this uh, Saudi journalist. What happened to him? But what I'm saying, I'll say it now, and I'll say it over and over again, we've got to cool the rhetoric. And what the president is trying to do is to give the Saudis an out and calls for sanctions and calls for punitive action against the Saudis is not is ill-advised. Why? Because our main enemy in the Middle East is Iran. They are the fomenters of terrorism, and they're killing a lot of people. And then we've got Assad in Syria, who's killing many, many, many thousands of people and causing millions of refugees. You've got one journalist who, who knows? Was it interrogation? Was he assassinated? Were there rogue elements? Who did it? Well, the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, is in Saudi Arabia today seeking answers from the Saudi royal family over that missing journalist. And allegedly, uh, who was killed by, they think, Saudi operatives, but they don't know for sure. And Wendy, I just don't think you've got $100 billion worth of arms sales, which is, you know, that's one of those things. But more than that, we've got to have some Arab allies. We have to have it. We cannot alienate our biggest player in the Middle East who's a bulwark against Iran. But can we have somebody that's killing journalists that are U.S. residents is the well, question. You know, we've had so many people killed. I mean, we had CIA people killed in Lebanon. The people have been taken hostage over the years. I know it's bad, but I mean, we've had all kinds of stuff. But you don't blow up an international alliance over one person. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sure that's exactly what Jesus would have said. Uh, wasn't I saying that earlier before we recorded? Did you about wrestling fans? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm not, uh, not uh, but that guy looks like he's a ghoul who's about to die. Doesn't well, he, he looks like he's been folded into that position, yeah, doesn't it? So they've tucked his, yeah. tucked his leg over, <laughs> like clamped him in a little bit, and then he's just like that, and he doesn't move. He is old. And then someone has to come along and uncross him and help him up. And yeah, he's old as shit for the yeah. listener if you don't know who he is. Oh, I mean, Pat Robinson, he's a he's yeah. a friend of the show by now. He's featured on many a full Alex. Mm. Well, Usually flogging us is shit. I don't know if it was that crazy, but it was certainly, I guess, going to be an unpopular. He's like, oh yeah, but look at them, hundred billion dollars worth of arms sales. Yeah. Go with them. Well, Jesus wouldn't be in favour of that. You're a Christian <laughs> preacher, you daft prick. I know. Money, money, money. <laughs> and I guarantee you, he's on the take from the Saudis and so. Because think about it, he's a mouthpiece to the to a lot of Americans. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you can't tell the Saudis haven't gone. Hey, here's a million dollars. Yeah, and I hate to be such a pig, but the woman he's talking to is quite attractive. She though. certainly is. Or she's yeah. a very attractive. At woman. least she says, well, "Hang on a minute, they're going around killing innocent people." He says, "Well, we we've killed billions of people ourselves." <laughs> well, yeah. they have. The CIA were getting killed in Lebanon. Yeah. It's only one person. <laughs> Wasn't Jesus all about life being uh, precious? Don't get your knickers <laughs> in a twist. I mean, we're fucking <laughs> popping people off left, right. Yeah, the CIA have been garroting people <laughs> since the seventies. Love. <laughs> oh man, yeah, what a funny. tool. Okay, next up we've got Jesse Lee oh, Peterson. Oh no! Who? Jesse, Jesse Lee Peterson. Oh, oh, I know who he is. I'm reluctant to call him a friend of the show. Yeah, that guy that can barely speak. Yeah, 
I'm going to make a new expression so he's a twat twat of the show uh, patron twat of the show patron twat oh, let's see what this fucking mongoloid I mean let's see what this tool's got to say he says black people have brought racism on themselves ah, oh, fuck this, Jesse Lee Peterson is black by the way oh, yeah. so um, let's, uh, let's so see when I first saw it um, I thought the woman looked crazy because she was kind of weird about it but I thought about the situation and I realized black people have brought this upon themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they have brought this upon themselves. They've been so violent over the years. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. They fight it's against the police. Blood. They fight. Uh, we have seen knockout games. We have seen where blacks are going into the urban areas now or suburbs. And they're attacking white people. They're robbing, raping, and murdering. And rather than stopping it or being corrected, they're blaming it on racism or white people. And so now you have white, fo uh, white folks who, they have no other choice but to look out for themselves when they see a black person. They don't know you, if you who you are. They don't know you might not be a criminal. Or, they don't know that you are a professional person. You're black. Uh, Jesse. And majority of black people are out of control, especially when it comes to dealing with white people. And themselves. Look at the crime in Chicago. Milwaukee is one of the most... I mean, St. Louis. I mean, St. Louis is one of the most dangerous areas on this out of heaven. For real. And so if you're white, you got to protect yourself. For part of that, the white guy he was talking to just looked like he didn't know what to do with himself. Well, he, he and he's working for the show. I think he was a half-cast. I think he was white. Well, he's... All right, then he's certainly... Mixed race. Mixed race. Mixed race. Mixed race. Mixed race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally out of PC with that. That's on PC. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think mixed race is right now. Honestly, biracial. Even... Biracial, yeah, mate. But either way, he looks embarrassed to parts of that. Yeah. He almost seems to want him to shut up a little bit, but then yeah. realises that he's working for him and has to sort of go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right there. It's, I mean, what's he on? I don't even know. What, I don't know whether he's had a stroke or what. <laughs> I can barely speak. Look, just get on what he says and not what... I know, but I'm just saying... back to this. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that in any... Has he had a stroke and just like it, it lost his mental faculties? Well, I don't think his mental faculties are all there, but you know. Well, we got a quick one from Alex. Alex mm. Jones wars warns of World War event that many won't survive. Oh, we've seen threads. We know all about this. I know a bunch of prominent Texas families that are evacuating Texas. Just evacuating, and they just say, "Word is." Can't save the country. So remember this, leftist. Rem all of you crazy people that want to burn it all down, you anti-for meth heads, and all of you. If Trump can't stabilize the country, and if and if we don't make alliances and peace deals, and the world economy keeps going in this direction with population and all the crises and all the countries that have bioweapons, there's going to be a big world war, and there's going to be worldwide depression, and a lot of you aren't going to make it out of it. Because let me tell you, the left just wants to destabilize the country. They want the collapse to come. That's the evil globalist arm. I've got total chills. I, I don't know if you can zoom in with the camera, but I've got the hair standing up even on my chin right now. I've got goosebumps on my face. I've never had that. Because I'm saying the truth right now, and my subconscious mind is going, yes, that's what you're supposed to be doing. You are supposed to be doing this. I mean, I'm like on electric fire right now. Because the... <laughs> This is what I'm supposed to do. And I don't want to get up here and fear monger, folks, but this is going on. 
And I'm begging the crazy left, the brainwashed <laughs> folks, your victims. Zuckerberg's own documents admit they created the mind control. They put you in this position to, by successive approximation, make you more and more aggressive, more and more angry, more and more mentally ill, more and more uh, wanting to ban words and ban freedom and, and, and ban speech and ban assembly and ban free market. As you run around with smartphones living in the lap of luxury, you're being set up to bring the country down. It's a scientific plan. So what he says is true. I agree with Alex this week. As always, he's like you say. Maybe not the leftists, but yeah. So you're you're talking about the very people that you're talking to, the sheep. Yeah. But you're slapping the label on the people that aren't the sheep to a point. But at the same time, they are all running around with smartphones, living a reasonably comfortable life. Plus compared forget, to all the standards across the world. Yeah, plus never forget well, yeah. he's got a lot of survival equipment to sell you. He does have a lot of survival equipment Just to sell you. Just because he's got iPhones and stuff doesn't mean you can't protest for something better for everybody. No, I'm not saying you can't, but... You yeah. know, I've got an iPhone, I went out there protest. I didn't just protest myself, I protested for the people who couldn't protest. You're doing it for me because I couldn't be asked. There we go. Thank you. I was going for more like the elderly and the infirm. He was doing it for me because I just wanted a day out in London. Thank you for your service, Mike. I just walked alongside, getting high off the free cannabis people. That's why I didn't thank you. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree with Alex a little bit. A little bit. I do, kind of. Mm. But at the same time, he did go the more batshit insane at the three. Yeah. Jesse Lee Peterson's just a twat. Yeah, he's a nod. Pat Robinson has been folded into that position quite painfully. <laughs> <laughs> and quite clearly has no idea what he's going on about. He looks like, you know, like a Halloween skeleton. Yeah. So I'll put a suit on. It's a fucking Crypt Keeper. It's just the bones sticking it's out. Just, it's the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> They've put a suit on the Crypt Keeper, yeah. folded him into position, and <laughs> said, right, crack on with it, mate. Oh, man. Well, just, you know, but I'm... Well, he's he's going to die on he's... air one day. He's just going to, in the middle of a yeah. sentence, stop. And you know what? It'll be the best thing he ever yeah. did. And I'll be like, excuse yeah, right. and it just it'll be gone. But you know, he's meant to be a preacher of Christian values. Yeah, and he's over oh, that hundred billion worth of arms deals. <laughs> hey, we, we need God that love money. that. God love that. We need that money. Yeah. He's just a realist, but yeah, I, I think Alex did go the most yeah. crazy. He's got it this week. Yeah. So I go with Alex. Alex. That was never go full Alex. So should we wrap it up, boys? Yeah. yeah, that's been our Halloween episode. Hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I've been Ben, and I'm going to say, don't drink the flavor aid and don't join a cult. Uh, I've been Gaz, I will say free Biff Tannen, and bye. I've been Mike, thanks for listening, peace out, may the force be with you. Start the Jedi thing? Yeah. Still yeah? Yeah. Grey Jedi? Hey, no, 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 no. Oh, you go for the grey. You're the best of both then, don't you? Like a bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Nah, any, any movement towards the dark side is, uh, is too much. Yeah, but you can... Nah, you know, we'll talk about our hair. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, thanks for listening, good night.